And folks, we threw them out. Shoe fly. Get out of here. The Rebels of Radio are back. We told them to turn off your mics. It's our turn. That's great. People, turn off your mics with Creighton and EA. Two Rebels just trying to find their way into the radio world here at America's favorite radio station. But one of us succeeded. I'm still in the dungeon somewhere, dwindling, trying to find my escape route. But last week, my good friend, my partner in crime, Creighton Branch, hosted his very first show here on The Ticket, Sundays 12 to 2 with Darren Gray. It was called the um, the DNC Showcase. Remember. I do. I listened to the whole thing, and I loved it. And I thought you in particular, maybe because you're my co-host and I'm trying to kiss up to you, but I do think you did an excellent job. I so Creighton, it. congratulations, buddy. You're you're in the club. You're in the club. I am in the uh, the on-air club. Took a bit. I did it. I did it. Well, does Maz beat count? Because you've done Maz. So beat. that's always like a, I, I wonder. That's an interesting. Um, it goes over air. It does. I always I, but I think anybody can attest is that uh, on air speaking, like when you know. Even though it's the same thing, like two guys in one studio, nobody else is there. For some reason, two guys, one cup. Just know that's right. To uh, knowing, knowing like what's on the other end of that, I think is a little different opposed to like, okay, we can like, because there's been plenty of times like a Masby where we like stop, we can stop and like edit something or you know be like, you know, pause, whatever. Uh, you yeah, you could I guess att- like do that on air, but it would not be like the ideal no, thing to do. You couldn't do that on air. If you did that on air, it would it, it would people make, would be yeah, like, it would make "What news. are you two doing?" Yeah, people would be like, "What is going on?" So no, it was uh, it was nice to finally get back on, uh, and and talk in front of a live audience. Uh, it's been a while since I've done that, and it felt felt good. It felt really good, and I was happy to be able to somehow find my way to what's the word I'm trying to find here. I almost had a newfound appreciation for the MLB draft after that was a really random thought, but like, I, I, I just wanted to random I, thoughts I, from I, Creighton. I, I just wanted to say that was like, you know, I, I expected I you to say something like I have a new appreciation for broadcasters or, oh. you know, <laughs> you know, this was a tough thing and I try to do, but no, you have a new appreciation for the MLB like, draft. Listen, I have a lot of thoughts, and if you uh, get if you if you come to just listen to me talk about baseball for like the next, I would say let's like give me two or three years. You're gonna realize that I have a lot of critical thoughts, especially yeah. the past five or six years on the game of baseball. But with that being said, I actually enjoyed diving into the draft coverage, which was a really really rare thing for me to say when it comes to MLB draft because it was so and I think it's because I love the numbers and how quirky it was and how like different many different factors there are I actually really enjoyed it you want me to I, I can give you anything no, about we're good. We're good ask me about any of the top five guys I got you down man we're good how about okay I'll give you this because we got to move on we are not going to spend what any of the show really on sports and I'll Wait. get to that in oh, a minute okay yeah okay? but you may want to know wanna, what's going down in the uh, world I know that we got Langford that's it the Rangers got Langford. We got Langford, which we weren't. Nobody thought we would. And even on the air, I said that I I told Darian, I was like, I don't expect at all, other than if there was, uh, if they would take a lower deal, because the way it works, you have so much money you can spend within that draft. And if you if a player is willing to take a lower deal, 
you end up grabbing him so you can get somebody in the back half of the draft. But I didn't think any of that would happen. So I told Darian, I was like, yo, I don't think we're going to get any of the college players. So let's just focus on Max Clark and let's get him because I love his speed. I love everything about him. He's a five-tool guy or potentially but, a five-tool guy. But Langford. But they picked Max Clark. I said, I said, if you have a chance to get a college guy, just it's a no-brainer. And they picked Max Clark early in the draft, which dropped the college guy to us. And we got Langford just like that. Outfielder. Like, come on. Like Florida. That was easy. Florida. I mean, people Gator. love him. He's good. That's a, that's all you know? That's all I know. Oh, I know man. he's a, a, a man. I know that his name is Langford. I know that he is an outfielder, and I know he played for the University of Florida, and that's about that's as much as I you can got. get. And I am very struggling right now <laughs> to think of his first name, and so I'm just going to go with Langford now. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, congratulations, Lou. I, uh, I'm very proud of you. You did an incredible job. Right. You're better than me at broadcasting. That's that's for sure. There's a reason why I'm down in the dungeon and you're up there. Is that, is that, is that's that a how good, it works? That's a little I'm variation. That's a little bit of variation. I'm the better broadcaster. I mean, I don't know. I'm very confident in myself, but... It, it, you know, listen. Oh, our my dream is my dream is for this podcast to eventually get so big that we do live shows. And if that ever happens to be the case, I would love it to be here on the Ticket America's favorite radio station. If that can't happen, that's okay because I know that you did it and you are representing us here. And you've been you've been a good friend. I love Darian. Darian's a good guy. But we've gotten close over the last several months. And you know us, yeah, you and I. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that I'm very proud of you that yeah. you got your first shot, shot at that. hosting because I know that's something you've always wanted to do, it's and definitely. it's always special to see somebody get to do their first time. Uh, that's, so you lost oh your virginity. God, that's gonna, I'm yeah. glad it, you <laughs> stuck it in, and we're good. You know what else, though, man, is that I was, uh, I was also riding a high because it was going to be real nerdy. Um, actually, it ties into the show. Darian introduced – some Dana White UFC talk accidentally, not mm. knowing the waters he was treading into. Well, I don't know. According to a lot of the uh, <laughs> no, no, P1s, no, 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 no. you were no. on the wrong side no, of history. No, 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 no. Listen, not a no way. You know my credentials when it comes to that sport. So let me, let me uh, refresh the, the, the listener here. <laughs> uh, they were talking about top five villains in sports. Right. Darian brings up that Dana White should be one of them. And you are a very pro Dana White guy. Yes. And Darian, I guess business more so not personal. He's done some weird personal things. Business right. side. But okay, that's fine. Yeah. But a lot of listeners disagreed with your take on the uh, Dana White yeah. situation. So I, I will say this, regardless of whether you feel it or not, they they are right though then. Nah, they're wrong. Because if just they don't if, if a lot of people don't like him, then he's a villain. Nah, they just don't maybe like him for the he's wrong not reasons. giving people 100 million dollars. And that's Okay, fine. but maybe for the wrong reasons, yeah. but he is a villain. If he's a villain is somebody is just, you know, it depends on your morality. The Joker does not think he's a villain. You don't but think he so? Is. I think I think the but Joker he knows he's a villain. Mm, okay, you don't maybe. think he knows he's chaotic. Yeah, he's chaotic, but he doesn't think he's a villain. He thinks that that's okay. Oh, I, feel, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He thinks what it's, he's doing is, yeah. Exactly. It depends on what you feel is in your mora moral code. Yeah. You know, and your morality. And I think that's why you might believe that Dana White's a good guy or a great businessman, but, you know, most people think he's a villain. I just so. think the argument of, like, I'll pay UFC fighters more money when there's ha 
I would say but I have 400 a, of them not making enough money for like to, they don't profit right. anything. I think you're a villain. You yourself are a villain. Though. I'll take it, man. Because you know why? You, you did something me. that you threw me under the bus for. Okay. And I got to get to this right now okay. before yeah. we get into uh, a lot of our big show today. We have a big, big show uh, in, uh, that's all about entertainment. So sit back. But on the crosstalk with uh, the uh, whip uh, guys, work in progress. Gold. Monty, <laughs> Mino. Darian, mm-hmm. you. For some reason, my name popped up. I don't know why. It wasn't me. I know it was Mino. Yeah, Mino popped up, him. and and it happened again try. Saturday. I Listen, wasn't even wanting I to- I was not on air Saturday, nor was I on air Sunday. I did not work any shifts <laughs> on during any kind of airtime. Yet somehow my spirit involves it gets goes in the studio somehow and just chills there the minute we made this podcast we were att- attached at the hip so wherever one goes, i guess so. the other when one's they expected see you, to be there yeah i guess they see you they think of ea yeah. and then this story comes out monty brings up that he saw me leave the studio on friday <laughs> okay. morning with uh, a pint of ice cream that was all liquid and that i was in my car chugging it down and probably had tears down my eyes or something. I don't know. I'm not even sure he said you got to the car. I think he mentioned that. Yeah, he probably had just got down there and just started chugging down in the parking garage. This is a bold-faced lie? Monty, you are a liar, and you know you're a liar on this one because there's no way possible you didn't see the outcome at the end. So here's the real story. Once again, this sucks. These are two different stories that you're going to get flamed for. Exactly. The Bork and Corgi thing, yeah, which was by no means like at all your fault. Well, the Corgi isn't the Bork is the Bork one, but I, yeah, the Corgi one, which is funny. Like, and now here we go with the ice cream thing, which right. you told me the story makes total sense. But here we are. So I get an email. I'm producing all more week long for the morning shows, the non-musers, DJ and Monty and Peter Welpton. We get an email about eight o'clock in the morning saying, "Hey, free ice cream from Bluebell." In the um, in the uh, break room, come and get it. Here's what I'm thinking. You know the little tiny, tiny little cups of ice cream that they sell, like you were in uh, middle school. I thought, serves, yeah. yeah, I thought that's what they were serving. I was like, cool, I'll go get some. I walk in and they have a whole table full of pint size cookie dough ice cream. That is a lot of ice cream, especially for eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm not going to try to take the entire pint, but the lady is just giving it to me. And she's like, here you go. Here's your ice cream. So I didn't know that that ha- – I honestly, like, that seems to be what you what you described. seems to happen, like, every time they bring ice cream up here. Honestly, I thought, like, when I see those ice cream things in that freezer, mm-hmm. I thought people bring them up there. But apparently no. when they, like, are, like, I guess in a word – if it's a catering sponsor, is a better way to bring those pints. I think like, they had a deal with crazy. whatever company. I didn't know and, that. I thought they lauded, I, like you thought, I thought they brought the single source, but that's what all those in the freezer are. They're like pints that they brought. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm taking the ice cream, but like I didn't want to take that much ice cream. That's too much for me. And I'm not trying to eat too much sugar right now. I'm trying to lose some weight. So I'm like, uh, that's a lot. But I don't want to be rude and be like, you know what? I'm good. Because the lady's right there, and the yeah. guy who brought the ice cream is there next to her. So I'm like, I'm not going to be a, a jackass. I'll just take <laughs> it, and later on I'll go put it in the freezer or find something to do with it. So I go sit down at my de- uh, at my uh, my computer and my mic, and I am I eat a little bit. I'm like, I'll have a few bites, and that's it. What was the one thing you said to me after that? 
What? <laughs> that it tasted it, really good. So it did. Might, so you might have had a few more. Than yeah, yeah. Have. Okay. So I, I may have had that. a little more than a few bites. I love that. But no, but I didn't eat the whole thing. About like just a little bit was gone. Yeah. So I put it down to the side and said I'll finish it later or find some place to put it. I forget because I'm focusing on the show, and now it's about ten o'clock and that ice cream is probably all soup now, Man. and I'm not going to eat it. And by this time, <laughs> it doesn't taste well. Because it originally did taste good, but yeah. then it didn't didn't taste that great. <laughs> okay. So I'm done with this ice cream. It's gone. It's going to go in the trash. I've already decided that. As I leave the studio, uh, DJ, and I'm waiting for DJ and Monty as they come out so we can discuss things. Yeah. And DJ looks down at the ice cream. He's like, oh, you had some ice cream. He's like, no, this is not good, and I'm going to throw it away because it, it's all melting now. I can't eat it now. There's no point. And trust me, it doesn't matter how good or bad. Ice cream in general is good when it's frozen. No, no matter what. No, that's true. But liquid ice cream, no. It's good. We're good. We're gonna throw that that we're throwing that shit away. That was my plan. Monty was right next to DJ when I told him that. Yeah, you told me like that's the st- like, That's what it was found which weird. Is interesting that he even came and said yeah, that you because thought he thought you drank it. Because if he saw you throw I'm telling DJ that story and I'm like, No, I'm good. I'm not gonna even eat this ice cream. I've told DJ the entire story. Yeah. And Monty was right next to him. So he know obviously he's there enough to see that I had the ice cream in my hand. Right. I run to the kitchen and I'm like, "Sorry, bye." Yeah, and it goes it. down the trash can. And the whole time, he and you drank it. And now there's a there's this idea that not only that I mispronounce words all the time, that I am this terrible broadcaster that can't speak simple words, but on top of that, I like to chug down liquid <laughs> ice cream because I'm a badass like that. I don't know. No, I'm not that kind of a badass. Sorry, Monty. I, I'm sorry to ruin your little fantasy of me doing oh funny things. Oh, EA's doing funny things again. Oh, blah blah blah. And <laughs> made for good, made for a good five minute filler within that crosstalk for sure. It, it, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm, I entertained you. I'm sorry. What did you say man. that I'm gonna put in a cane? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. You well, said, he was, I was saying Norm puts his food in his cane as a so joke. Then EA's and I put said it? maybe EA needs something like that. Wow. I'm sorry, I don't know. I I did not mean to. And then I later feel bad. on, I then, played on. And then later it. on, <laughs> y'all's top five villain segment, you had to bring me up again. Okay, I didn't. He did not specifically tell me anything about that top five segment. So I didn't know that you were going to be the topic. I didn't know. About I didn't know you were the reason that sparked. I didn't. How did I I'm spark so, it? I'm sorry about it. I'm because I, I made fun of Darian. And for, quite honestly, I personally, I, I didn't even get a chance. I didn't get a chance to say this on air, but he mentioned that the Astros, right? Or that were one of their, one of his villains. Yeah. I know I'm a Rangers fan, but I thought that would have been the funniest thing if the Houston Astros would have won the, the, the world series the year after everyone was dogging on them for cheating. And they were like, we're going to keep an eye on you. There's no way you're going to cheat now. And then they would end up winning. Oh, come on. That's funny, man. No, it's not. Yeah. I, see, that's what that's that's what I figure most people would say. I, yeah. I was yeah, listen, actively kind of rooting for them because it was no, really No, because, Granny, fun. you're not a real fan of any DFW sports teams. It's not true. You're a negative netty. You're always negative by all your teams. Listen, and you think they when suck. you spend as much money as I have in the past years, you're going to. Well, that's your problem. You know I don't crap, go to games. You know how much crap I've seen on that court? You're across the, reason, the street listen, for the amount of money listen, I paid. You're the reason that you 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 have the what season tickets to the SC Dallas and yeah. they don't even win. Oops. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I'm right on the board. I'm, I, every week I, I come out here and I say not on this podcast but to everybody, turn your turn your ringer off. By the way, I did. Um, Norm, I always come out every week and say, God, this FC Dallas team sucks. I 
it's, it's funny because they, you know, I'm not trying to get into like the analytics of all, but like, dude, it's like, just win at home. That's all I ask. That's what I pay for. Just win at home. But it's the same thing. It's like, I was EA. I was paying for tickets to Mavericks basketball and watching them put out products with <laughs> a subpar Dennis Smith Jr. Who actually out of, which is embarrassing. That was his best year. And Granny, can I tell you something? Ryan Cardinal. That's and your crap problem. Like that. That's your problem. Like, who your else problem. was on those teams that I'm trying to get through? I don't even know. I don't know. Been See nobody, what that's your problem. That's your oh, problem. Sorry. You thought it was wise to uh, spend money on oh, those teams. Monte Ellis. I have a Monte Are Ellis you jersey. Smart, you know, I'm smart enough Vince to know. Carter, who's okay. First but... of all, I'm smart enough to know not to purchase multiple tickets. <laughs> I know that it is expensive, so I'll only go to maybe one or two games. Uh, every year, and now I'm lucky that I'm a part of the media, so I don't have to pay for my tickets anymore. So those are the good things. So there's a thing in the music world is where we try not to get everybody to pay for our tickets all the time because we feel wrong. So maybe, so just wanted to let you know that that's cool. I that, that you're you're abusing your power anyway. And so you're we're not gonna, gonna stop- ask me how 290 went. No, we're gonna have okay. to move on. We have a lot to <laughs> get to. It. We're not going to get into a techno and a Vici and all he's that. He's okay? dead. Whatever. He's dead. He's, he's By the on... way, though, I'm glad you asked. Because I didn't ask. We're <laughs> moving like, on. I'm glad you asked. We're moving on. Tomorrowland, we're, we're officially we're on the on. clock. One we're week on. until gonna, Tomorrowland. I'm going to overtalk you, and then you're not going to be able to talk. So Tomorrowland. I'm going to turn off your mic. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. So anyway, as his mic is off officially, uh, we don't have time, and we're not even going to be talking about sports today, Creighton, because we are – watch the MLB All-Star game? No. Anyway, okay, we are back. You are really trying to keep us tight. We are back today because this is about we're about to embark on an entertainment weekend like we've never seen before. Whoa. We are about to be in the midst of a blonde bombshell of a weekend if <laughs> I could really say that. <clears throat> but first, we got to talk about the man, the myth the legend. He has saved cinema. He has made movies that thrill us, that make us cry, that make us cheer, that make us wonder, was that CGI or not? And what's going on with his hairline? But overall, we love his films. It's Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Me and Crane have both seen it now. I've seen it twice. Thanks to my early access. You, you just want to get that in there, man. You know what? If you want to start comparing things, I will laugh you so hard over listen, the next six months. Listen. I'm just telling you how it's Okay, so be. cool. You're going to beat me at going to stupid Oscar films that nobody's going to see. Like, you need early access for that. It's going to be empty. Like, they're going to be begging people to come there. I go to screens where it's so hard to get into. That's how special I am. Anyway. Um, but I've seen it twice now. You've seen it once. So we're going to do our spoiler review of the first part of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. So I got to ask you, Creighton, we already said it last week that I loved it. I thought this movie had it all. I didn't think it was better than Fallout, but I did think it was just as good. I think it's uh, it's a hit and that everybody should go see it and support it. What do you think, Creighton? What was your reaction? We are so back. We're so back, man. Finally, I've been waiting for a long time. Okay, it worries me that you say that because you said the same thing after Fast X. We're back, baby. I'm never going to listen. You're never going to catch me dogging on Fast and Furious movies. There's a special place in my heart for those. Everybody should know that. Like, 
a fa- Fast Twenty Five is going to be my favorite Fast movie of all time. Like it's just one. That's of those, pathetic. It's but okay. one of those things. It's very pathetic. Man, bow down to this guy for Cruise. Tom Cruise for doing quote unquote the impossible, doing oh. what doing what it what? takes to put massive franchise movies in a position to succeed. He did it two years ago, essentially two years ago, about a year and a half ago with Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. Nobody thought, including us, because why would it? Right. Nobody thought the movie, they thought maybe it's good. Nobody thought it was going to make $1.5 billion. Yeah, I thought it was crazy that they were going to do a sequel to a movie that was this an 80s niche Yeah, and, and quite honestly, Top Gun, the first one, it's considered average. It's considered pretty yeah, good, but not a, that it's great. A, it's a, again, it's, it was right. what was for that time. Not good enough to ever really need a sequel. Exactly. But he kicked the doors down, made Top Gun Maverick. Well, for one, almost you could say, changed the way that uh, the landscape of the Oscars kind of reacts uh, now because before that, I mean, no one ever thought a movie like that would get in, and it did. $1.5 billion, Best Picture nominee, Tom Cruise could have easily got an Oscar nomination off of that as an actor. He does that. Right in the high of that, he comes back, a series that so many people love. The last installment, Fallout, was considered ungodly the best one. Not only the best one of the yeah. franchise, it's considered one of the best action films of all time. And he comes out with all those expectations, knowing what people are expecting of him, and the man still jumps off of mountain into a train. Oh, I just I I I I love what he is doing. He, I get it. A lot of people don't like his personal mm-hmm. endeavors outside of movies, but when this guy gets in front of a camera, whew, there's there's no I'm, stopping Tommy Boy. I'm all. with you right there because again, I find Tom Cruise in his personal life weird. Very. Uh, he might be, you know, he's he's a Scientologist, and I know that's a big word, but. Guess what? It's just like somebody who's very uh, obsessed with their own religion. Like, you know, Kirk Cameron. I, I was going to make this comparison. Kirk Cameron is overly Christian to the point where a lot of people get annoyed by him. Am I right? Like, a lot of people don't like him. I think of anybody that. hates somebody that's passionate about something. Exactly. And we all get annoyed with him. But guess what? Dumb. If Kirk Cameron could make the movies like Tom Cruise can, we'd all love okay. Kirk Cameron. But I, he can't because he sucks at doing those things. <laughs> Growing pains make okay. Well, Growing pains was the last thing he made that was decent. Hey man, don't be so don't listen. I watched a these film. Guys. Listen, I watched a film with him called Fireproof, where he had a masturbation addiction, and they were so subtle about not saying masturbation addiction that all they did was like you and that computer. And he why did you watch Fireproof? Uh, because that's uh, not in your house. It's well not house. Why? Because I'm Muslim. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Muslims I, can't watch Christian films. No, they can, but like that didn't seem like no, something you. Would, I don't know. I was forced. What, to do you it. just do you watch Passion of the Christ on a I've daily seen, basis? I, first of all, I watched Passion of the Christ. Everybody's seen Passion of the Christ. Like when it came out, everybody went to see that. But second of all, uh, no, um, my. Uh, well, I for one like at the time. Proof. At the time, um, at the time of the movie, yeah. my uh, cousin's girlfriend okay. was like, "You have to watch." She was Russian. She's like, "You have to watch this." I, 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 for one, love all. Like I, I like Fireproof, and I like them all. You're not no, gonna... Fireproof is stupid. Uh, no, to you, but no. Yeah, no, to me. I, I, me and Ed, a lot. Of, it was a stupid film. Listen. I'm sorry. Kirk Cameron's just a terrible actor. That's the problem. Let's just be real here. Listen, if we want to start getting into terrible acting, I can 
I can tee off. Do you want to do you want to defend Kirk Cameron there huh? on acting because he's not good? What? The last time Kirk Cameron, uh, man, I watched. I would old... be willing to say that his performance is better than Rami Malek, and that's a hot. Take. Wow. I, okay. I can't stand that movie. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. Anyway, I like Tom Fireproof. Cruise. Back to Tom. But anyway, Cruise. Tom. But my point being is this. Tom Cruise, regardless of what you think of him in his personal life. You shouldn't life, hate anybody for being passionate right. about something. No, you shouldn't. But as you're just dogging on that if, guy. But no, as but you're dogging point, on him for Fireproof. No, yeah. The dude made a movie. That's a big accomplishment, by good, the way. Good for him. Anyway. By, by the way, just want to let you know. Like, that's hard felt, to do. Have you done it? You have you done it? Push, have you done it? Push masturbation in there like randomly. Have you made a movie? Yeah, I have. Actually. No, you haven't. Yeah. Tom Cruise. It's called EA. Anyway. Um... The point I'm trying to make is, even though like I know a lot of people are like, oh, I won't watch this film because, oh, I don't like him, he's weird, blah, blah, blah. And I've had people in my family say, oh, I don't like Tom Cruise because of this, blah, 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 so I'm not going to watch him. But I'm like, why? Like, he still entertains. I don't give a fuck about what he does in his personal life. That's him. That's what he does. I guarantee you there are so many people we don't agree with, but if they do a, an excellent job of kicking ass uh, on, in a, on a theater, then let's do it. And what I love about Tom Cruise is, that he's dedicated to making the film work. There are so many aspects of this movie that, you know, they could have half-assed it, and they didn't. They went the full extra mile. I mean, hell, that's why he was caught on a tirade during the film. Yeah, film. see, that's where it becomes a little... But he um, cares. That's no, that's true. Cares. It's like it's a give or take thing because he might treat his actors like absolute crap, but you're going to get a pretty good action sequence out of it. Yeah. He, I, I... I I appreciate him. I'm not going to be one to knock him on his uh, personal life. I don't. I mean, like, I think it's a little. I think it's obviously strange, but like, if he wants to do it, yeah, I, like, I don't. Do what you like, need to do. I don't care. That's fine. Um, there's no question that this man's love for cinema is almost higher than anybody else's. I mean, obviously, like Martin Scorsese. Uh, who else can I think of? Spielberg obviously is up there. Christopher Nolan. Mm, George Lucas. No one's up there. George Lucas. Uh, I think those guys are on a different level. When we get to our next segment, I'm going to bring up Unless reason it why just tanks, Nolan but... is dedicated to the, uh, the theater. Okay, we'll throw him in there. I'm fine with throwing him in. This man's like love for movies is on a different level, and he cares about the quality of his product and how it's being displayed. Does it always work? Not entirely, but for probably 90% of the time, it does. And I that's what I love so much about him when it comes to his job is that if you watch him like on doing those red carpets first of all he looks absolutely exhausted he's very tired it's obvious he doesn't even want to I, I, every time they ask him about his letterbox four do you know anything about that so a letterbox is, i know a letterbox right is, right yeah. so at, on your profile you have an option at the very front it's kind of like you're like who am i part right your top four movies letterbox is always asking people that so they ask him that almost every time he goes because they're everywhere all the all the reporters and he just always like has he's like I got nothing for you he's so he's so dead tired his his hair's growing out his eyes are drooping anyways what he's doing to his body is crazy but well if you see this film he's constantly running true. and I don't know when they decided to make Tom Cruise and Ethan's Hunt character that he needs to run like that I don't That's know as, I don't know but like I think it started in four. Because in the yeah, first, it's pretty three, heavy. After, in the yeah, first the three, first three, he does not, not like run that. ever. Right. And all of a sudden, he's like a jogger or a full sprinter. And all of a sudden, like that's all that's his biggest action thing is he runs. And I love it. It still looks great. It's because he's really running. Right. He's not taking breaks. No, he's really running. He really he he is. And I just like watching him come on the carpet. Like the other day, there was, and this is like we're not even into the movie yet. I want to. I just want to talk about for a second about like what this man is doing on a level um, of creation. 
but watching him like work the red carpet for wherever he was at this one. And they come up to him, B&B Theaters. Have you ever heard of these guys? I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. So there's one in Wiley. They're the ones that own, outside of, is a, it's, I don't want to say it wrong, but I'm probably going to, Regal, right? Regal Cinemas or Regal? It's Regal, I've right? called it Regal. Okay, let's life. go with that. So they're, they're one of the few that owns 4DX Theaters, mm-hmm. right? So I went to go see Avatar in it. Screen's not all that great, but it's cool to be in a 4DX Theater. Um, there's one in Wiley. Anyways, Did the water wash on you? Did it put water in your face? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, sprayed from the back of the seat. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's it's pretty intense. Three hours of just straight that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but are, are you are you joking? Or... I'm dead serious. Oh no, I'm, I was it's joking. It's a 4DX movie. No, I'm dead. serious. I didn't serious. think they actually did that. Fog, but water, my seat's moving all the time. Air everywhere. That's oh, that's yeah. badass. Okay, it's, it's pretty cool, especially especially when the Ecron takes. I wonder light. what they do during the sex scene. But all right, there's none in Avatar. The way of water. Right. So I so, wonder if they did, though. What regardless, happen. they're a family-owned company. And the I loved watching him interact with the guy who was interviewing him that was one of the workers for wherever this B&B Theaters was. He didn't know anything about it, Tom Cruise, but he was like, he's like, hey, Tom. He's like, he was dressed up in like what he's wearing when he jumps off the cliff. Not Tom, the interviewer. And he was like, hey, Tom. He was like, I'm with B&B Theaters. And you could tell Tom was like, oh, that's cool. And he was like, he's like, you know, we're family-owned and operated across all the country and his eyes like lit up he thought that was the coolest thing ever because this man just loves cinema he loves film he loves the lore of everything that he's doing he's like that's so cool and it, like you could just tell like every time they ask him a question he wants to talk about movies and i appreciate what he has done because i said this on the last podcast i don't know where the industry would be without top gun maverick at this moment i think that they would find their way back because how could you not but man that jolted so much of what's happening right now because Top Gun Maverick came out of nowhere at a time where movies were struggling hardcore, especially sequels. Uh, yeah, I remember that when it first came out, we were coming off 2021, which was a disaster year. Yeah, it was opinion. not what we the only, thought. The only be. movie that at that time that had just killed it was Spider-Man No right, Way Home. which everybody expected. Right, it and it was Spider- supposed to. It's, it's the biggest comic book character probably of all time. Yeah, so and he's going to do that. But- that summer, you had you know Doctor Strange two coming out, and that wasn't supposed to be like again the the reviews weren't that spectacular, and so there was a lot of like apprehension. But when you get Top Gun Maverick, that just boom, everybody was back in it. And then of course because it was so good, the word of mouth sprang it and it gave it life right. to become a billion dollar franchise. It's- but let's let's get to the movie actually. Here's if you haven't seen it yet, um, I'm going to spoil it right now. So just bear with us okay what i loved about this film is that the first off the bad guy it wasn't the fact that you got to see it twice in a special screening on the first go well that's awesome okay <laughs> but no the, the bad guy in this film i love how they picked him it wasn't a human and there is a human bad guy but the real bad guy is not a particular human it is an artificial intelligence entity and i love how they picked that because it fits for the time we're in and it's not going to get old because, of course, artificial intelligence is about to take over our lives and it's going to be a big dominant part of how we live. And yet that was so smart of them to say, hey, let's pick the bad guy of this film to be really an artificial intelligent. And the good thing about it was they didn't say it's some big bad computer and we don't get to hear the the thing. They gave it like it's a person. Didn't you love how in one, that one scene where they're at the party? And the artificial intelligence was technically all around them, and then yeah. you start to notice it. 
and you turn around and it's everywhere. And I loved how like it knows where you are, what is going on. Like you can't really stop it. And it's that powerful that they're kind of scared about how they go about. Like in this movie, they have to like get, get uh, go away from technology. They have to go over back back to analog. That's what one of the biggest compliments of this movie I've heard over the past four podcasts I've listened to this week was that fact that they yeah. were that they stripped it back down to like analog. Exactly, stuff. and what, so cool. What, it was a nice reset. It, it was a throwback to 1996 Mission Impossible. A lot of this movie is because it is the final film. They like to go back, and of course. Uh, the the guy who was the IMF um, uh, chief in the first Do one. Do it. Who is it? Kidder, Kidderidge. Nice. Yeah, he was the IMF chief in the first film. Now he's the CIA CIA director, uh, and they they um they like that's a really good callback to that, which I love. But they're trying to connect it to the first film, how because again this is about Ethan's past and how he became an IMF agent and all that. Blah blah blah. So. I love the fact that they're doing analog and how they had to go back in time. Second of all, I love the characters in the film. Everybody is really, you know, they act really well. The only problem I had is that they are a little bit underdeveloped. And I'll give you two examples. First, the new girl that they introduced. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say it. Grace. Dang it. Okay, we're going to have to have a debate. All right. Haley Atwell. Yeah. Listen, Haley Atwell is an extraordinary actress. Loved her as Peggy Carter and the MCU. Um, the the problem here is that she kind of just shows up, and all of a sudden she's important for God knows why. She's just kind of important because honestly, once you get to the point where in the film where she brings uh, everybody to the White Widow and are they all meeting, there is no point after that. She's not she's useless as a character. There's really no point for her to go forward. The only reason she goes forward is because they want to make a choice between her and the other girl. And obviously they're trying to, and they do this in almost every film for Mission Impossible, and it's the one negative I have, is they like to kill off the other girl and every entity. Like, they just, either they forget you about her or they Ethan kill her. You blame Ethan Hunt for that. What? Ethan Hunt is a, you know, Ethan... Ethan needs He's to a playboy. Down. He's a playboy. Yeah, you should blame Ethan for that. Right. But all the, but I cannot see why he needs to choose this girl. Like they had nothing. They just met at the airport. Next thing you know, they were involved in the chase sequence. That's it. There's no real connection between them to say he has to choose between this girl and the, the girl he has known for the last two films. So to me, that that's not a really good character development moment. Now, we already they set it up to where in part two she's going to have a bigger role because yeah. she's now becoming an IMF agent now because she said she took the choice but at the very end of the film. But, again, that doesn't make much uh, sense to me that this girl automatically is, like, that important. The second character is the bad guy. And um, I've already forgot his name now. Dang I could, it, you were bad in a thousand. No, I already no. For some reason, his name is not coming to me. For some reason, it's because I was so focused on the entity. Gabriel. Gabriel, thank you. Gabriel is not really. I mean, on screen, he's imposing. All he's right. a menace, but there's nothing to him out outside of that. Why is he so mad at Ethan? Why are those two guys fighting? All they show in this film is that Gabriel shot some girl that we don't know that Ethan somehow cared about, and that's it. And they just keep showing that flashback. So right now, I know it's because this is why I said this movie is not as good as Fallout. Because it's a part one. And they're saving so much for part two that part one, while as great as it is, and as great as we watch the action sequences and everything, it's just not good enough because there's so many questions that I have. Or there's so many people that I really don't care about yet. 
because they're just there. They're like, we're the bad guys. And I'm the girl here that you have to save me, blah, blah, blah. You see what I mean? Like, they're not putting enough focus on that. Okay. That was a lot to unpack. Where That's that's how much there's in this movie. Uh, yeah, um, but those are my three, only negative. By no, the way, no, that's no, my no, only no, negative. I'm just saying that's like my three, only negative. three hours long. That's all that's like all that to impact. And I don't even think we're like scratching the surface yet of the conversation, which is crazy. Yeah, but we're going to wrap that up, dude. What? We're going to wrap it up. We're, we have bigger conversations. Oh, time. calm down. We're getting there. I'm kidding. We'll well, get the this. Well. Listen, I hate to break it to you. I'm not going to say it now. I'll, I'll, I'll save it. But this movie is going to probably generate more money than a certain movie that you love. We'll see. No, it will. We'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll so, see. So here's, first of all, I thought I don't have a problem to me. I'm trying to think, but I, I, I honestly believe this is my favorite Mission Impossible. I do not have a problem with anybody putting Fallout above this one because mm-hmm. watch Fallout four days ago. It's basically a perfect action movie. I mean, it is cut and dry. With one of the greatest. W- yeah, it is what villains. Anybody that said I knew that was coming. Henry Cavill. Oh, geez. Uh, well, to be fair, I mean, like he would have been really cool to see like if they would have continued his character. Would have loved to actually what if he, seen what I mean, that would have been. And if, he might. I don't know. I would I mean, love for him to come back. By. I would love for him to come so, back. So I, I think that, well, yeah, for Fallout, yeah, cut and dry. Like, if you're an action guy uh, and a, an action movie director, that's what you aspire to create, something that phenomenal. So I don't mind anybody putting that above Dead Reckoning. I've seen some people say that this isn't even the third best one. I don't quite understand that. And the way that I, when I hear stuff like that and I hear their explanations, it makes me be like, oh, you're just hating to hate because... And it's not, it's just a few people. Uh, it, like, they're at least, I would say, even though it's a few people, they're well-known in the in media, podcasting, movie lore, you know? But when I hear people, like, make an argument of why this movie's, like, not good or didn't work for them, it doesn't make any sense, which tells me that the movie is actually good. You're just, like, trying to find something to not like. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know, I get right. that. So... So do you have a problem with what I'm saying? No, because I don't. No, I'm just telling th- okay. you that like there's a like all, every point that you talked about that you liked. There's a bunch of people. No, there. Sorry, there are people out there that I've listened to, even just driving up here, that do not like those aspects of the movie. Yeah. So, but I hear it. I'm do like, you agree or do you do you disagree? Because okay. I want right. to hear your points on those. Right. Two. So this is where I'm going with this. So, um, I think this is my favorite one. I don't mind you putting over Fallout. I have a hard time putting it below uh, the number two slot. I think this is an unbelievable movie, especially with the hype that came with it. Knowing it's a part one, we've seen part ones in the past. Harry Potter, Twilight, other than Infinity, Infinity War, I think most people would put that above Endgame, even though I don't think that. Do I you put think in, that? I put Endgame over Infinity Okay, War. there's a lot of people actually like Infinity War, but there's some ones where it's like- No, but I love the Infinity mov- War. The movie ends and you're like, okay, that was clearly like, that was all filler. There wasn't, too much exposition but this one actually even though like the end of it doesn't wrap up because we have a whole other part there was a ton of exposition and a ton of action and a ton of things going on that i thought were really cool that if they were to wrap this movie up uh, it would have worked as a, just a standalone movie they this didn't feel like everything was leading to number two i think if they found a conclusion that it would have worked so with that being said i i love the fact that they were able to do that some things that really worked for me in this movie i uh, tell me if I'm wrong, if you felt this way at least. I feel like this is one of the funnier Mission yes. Impossibles that they've... Maybe even the funniest, actually, if I started to think about it. I, so, I will say this. Because it's since, quirky, man, Since sometimes. Simon Pegg joined, it got funnier. Because the first two were, eh. 
Yeah, no, and like, I mean, like, it takes them, like, what, 10 minutes before Simon Pegg cracks a joke of, like, you know, every day we're, you know, doing this, battling the fate of the world. He goes, we just call that Monday. I mean, instantly it takes them two seconds to, like, crack a joke. But it's been like, it was like that the entire movie. It was really Cruise was funny. Yeah, exactly. And that's what took it to the next level. Which I was like, okay, I'm down to try this. And I thought it actually worked really well. I also thought what worked really well was somebody that you weren't, you didn't understand, I guess, Grace. I thought Haley Atwell was actually really good. And I loved her character, even though she didn't really have a fair, like I would guess a, a good established reason to be there. I thought instantly that the chemistry between her and Tom Cruise was awesome. And I was excited to see where we were going to go for the next literally two and a half hours. I, 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 agree I didn't with you mind the, that. I agree with you on the chemistry. I agree that she's perfect for the role, and I think Haley Atwell did a great job for it. Killed it. Uh, and gr- looked great, by the way. Um, there it is. Yeah, you had to do it. But um, <laughs> no, like I'm, my point being is the reason why is that when I watch movies, I, I like to know that the character is there for a reason and not just there to be, hey, I'm a damsel in distress or I'm just the girl and I'm here because the guy needs to like some girl. Like I hate that they do that yeah. in movies, and that that's what it felt like okay. to me. And again, I guarantee you they're going to set her up with a really good storyline in the last one. I'm nervous about her fate. Well, my point being is that you already know that she's going to be an IMF agent. She will, but like, will she survive the next three hours? Exactly. Who knows? I don't know. I'm nervous about her fate. I loved, I thought her character actually worked really well. I thought it was Ethan Hunt, his girlfriends don't last in this. That's true. That's also his fault. Um, Uh, But but the point being, my point being is this, is that why, if you look at it this way, why was she there? What's the point of her character? Because at the beginning, I understood, okay, she's a pickpocket. She's kind of just that might have been all she world. was, seriously. But, like, right. And she kind of got thrown into the world. She was, I don't know, I, yeah, I don't know if she was trying to do anything. I I, I don't know no, if she Tom, knew the world want, she was entering. I think she was I just pickpocketing because she's a thief. Yeah, but Creighton, by the time we get to the point where there is multiple spots where she could have left and not be part of this, and yet Tom Cruise kept bringing her back. Ethan well, kept bringing her back in. hot man. Okay, well, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs> just because you want to get laid, the world that well, I mean, here, Indiana Jones is like that. I guess is he not. But I mean, my that's, that's not, I guess not good. So that. So what did you think of the? Okay, so, so we'll disagree on that okay, one. But I, how I, about I, the, the bad guy? Okay, uh, actual bad guy or the AI bad guy? Both. Okay. Both, so both I like the idea of the AI. I thought it was interesting. I thought what was really funny was the fact that the AI was literally dependent on a physical human key. Uh, yeah, that was, was kind of a nice gimmick. Was like. You might be all powerful, but at the end of the day, you need us, like which was interesting. Or the fact that yeah. he needs a physical representation. Right, which is so strange to me. It was like, I mean, I think like not strange as in like I don't get why. I just like I like that decision. Mm-hmm. Um but like even though I understand the state the decision, it is it is strange to think that that's how it goes. But I thought Gabriel was really cool. I think I, I think there's a world where I would like to see Gabriel just be the bad guy and have the AI thrown out and see what that would have looked like. Let's say like Gabriel becomes Henry Cavill, like has a motive and it's not based around an AI kind of like dominating his life. He's trying to get somewhere, explode something. Da, 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 da. I would have liked to have seen what uh, I would counter there. The reason why I like the AI thing is because I liked it. No, no. The yeah. reason why I like I think it works yeah. is because you have not only the him as a bad guy, Gabriel, blah blah blah. Yeah. But you also have the whole world going after True. it because I love that scene where they're like, "We don't really want to get rid of it." Like, and that's such a yeah, that's true. Here's the thing that cut in really deep because 
if you really know anything about what's going on in geopolitical affairs and everything, our our countries are not going for the 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 good or the you know bad. They're not good and they're bad. What they're looking for is the best advantage to, to strategically, right? Yeah. That's what they want. They want to be the one in power to make sure they have control of everything. And that's what the whole point was that they don't want to destroy this entity that could destroy the entire world. They're like, no, nah, we want to control it. And I love that aspect. That's why I love the bad guy being the entity. And quite honestly, I thought they got that point across actually like I I understood that where you you say that and it sounds like something might that might go over people's heads. I actually thought they got that point across. They did. So I liked I liked those two aspects. I would have liked the scene like just just for like you know fun and giggles like what it would have been like if Gabriel was just like the standalone bad guy. But I love the AI, AI thing because it like steps up the game and it's like yo like there's really nowhere you can hide. What are you gonna do now? And you don't get the reset of going back to analog without the AI. And I thought that was one of the coolest moments of the movie. And I think that's one of the movie, like I mentioned just a second ago, that that's what a lot of people are talking about. I think that's going to be one of the fan favorite moments is it's really not like one scene, but just the idea of going back uh, was really cool. I, okay. So loved all that. I thought Vanessa Kirby is really good as the white widow. Uh, I think she, I mean, like, I, I think she's fine. Here's my problem with her. I what? think she does a great job. I liked her scene there and the little party scene in his reminiscence, which she did at Fallout. I like Vanessa Kirby in general. I don't like uh, – she just got relegated to, like, you know, they're impersonating her, so – and then she's sleeping the whole time. And, <laughs> okay. and like, again, like, again, I go not because of the actress. I yeah. think she did a great job. I'm talking about her character just kind of gets, you know, secondaried out. By the way, I, do, you, do you know that her – I hope – I don't know if other people know this. She is the daughter of – Max, who was from the first film, Whoa. was an arms dealer. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. That's why Ketridge, when he said, oh, I knew you when, I I you. when she was a little girl. That's blah, a nice blah, little blah. touch. Yeah. I so, like that. So, uh, again, I love the little connections to the first film. Uh, though They don't, like, again, they don't fully talk about it. Like, right. they don't talk about, hey, Ethan, remember when you slid down that that <laughs> that oh. wire? Oh, like they so don't good. talk about that, which I'd love in the yeah. last one. I want like some some sick ass callback moments. Hey, Ethan, do you remember when you threw sunglasses out from a canyon? <laughs> like I, I hope they do those kind of things. So, God bless Mission Impossible Two, man. So here's another thing that really worked for me. Going back to the humor, Haley Atwell, Tom Cruise chemistry. I thought the idea of the chase scene, the car, the car chase, when they were handcuffed together was a perfect way to up the ante for what a car chase scene is. Cause we see car chase scenes all the time. Yes. We do. And we've seen them in mission possible all the time. And they're like, yeah, you're right. They get a little old, but they're also really good. But I was like, Whoa, this is a really cool way of making it seem fresh. That scene was freaking awesome. First off, I wanted to do this. I'm glad you mentioned this. Yeah. I'm going to take the, the wheel for a minute. Okay. okay? I'm going to bring in a movie you love that you saw this summer. Oh, fast X. I love it. Oh, so, oh, I know where you're going with yeah. this. I like this discussion. Okay. So Fast X and Mission <laughs> Impossible, they both do a somewhat of a car chase scene in the same spot, <laughs> which do. is in the middle of Rome, right near the Vatican. Did you catch that when you were watching this movie? I did. Okay, me too. Because <laughs> I was watching, I was like, good God, they're doing the same thing <laughs> that Fast X did. But here's the difference. While I loved watching on Fast X, Mission Impossible did this three hundred times. Yeah, it better. was executed much better. They, first of all, first of all, in Fast X, it's a lot of CGI that has to be built into it with a big ass bomb rolling around. Uh, 
and of course you you don't you have comedy there, but it's just Jason Momoa doing his quips, and you have Tyrese doing his quips. So it's a lot of quips and a lot of family. My my car's gonna jump, and it was a lot of outlandish things happening all at once that you're like, okay, it's fun, but I'm not. It's so outlandish you're not invested into it, knowing that it doesn't keep you at your seat. Right. This film. Yeah did realistic things that made you like i'm on so the edge cool. of my seat what is about to happen uh mantis from uh the mcu is there we the, go again the bad guy here and she's driving this suv and she's just like it's almost like a hummer and she's just trying to destroy everything in her path and yet they're driving a little fiat and that's another comedian thing i loved he's like we're about right. to get a car and then it's you think it's this lambo and it's really this little fiat that comes out and the that thing doesn't do anything, and they're both handcuffed to it, and they can't really drive it. And the fact of the matter is it built tension. Like you said, her being handcuffed that she has to drive, and he doesn't know. And by the way, then they flipped, and he doesn't know how to drive a Fiat 3000. Yeah. That so built the good. tension. And then they added comedy in it, which didn't take away. Remember that scene where they're going in circles while Mantis is stuck? Oh, car. I know. And he's like, it's the tires. It's just hold on. It's yeah, the tires. It's just she's, like, tire. I'm, she's like, I'm trying. Hold and on. And then she's like, oh, I have time to get them. No clue how to get. Yeah. It's a perfect oh, it's scene. so good. It's one of the most executed. Yeah. Aside from the final train scene. Which we'll get to in a sec. That was my this favorite part of the movie. Was it awesome. just killed it. And um, again, overall, this film does the same thing that Fast X did. Just more realistic. And you bought it. And if you buy it. You're on the edge of your seat, and you're thinking, what's going to happen? Yeah. Even though I've seen this car chase scene, this scenario, 300,000 times before, yeah. doesn't matter. Oh, I'm invested. I, and that's the key. That's why Tom Cruise is a winner, because he keeps you invested. It was, it was, I, the minute it ended, I said, yeah. I was like, I was like, we are in this thing. All right. So let me get to the ending. Hold on. Hold on. Hold oh, on. Okay. I got, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you a couple things that I were fine with, but I can tell you there's probably not going to work with the general masses and if this right. movie is going to get knocked that's it's what it's going to be so number one um if anything is going to happen i think people are going to have an issue with the overall plot and understanding what the ai is and everything and how it comes to be i think if you take a second and try to learn it i think you'll understand it but yeah, there's gonna I, but most don't, people don't i don't think that, that really an issue i understood it fairly well really maybe i'm an intelligent I, being. I, I, I do think anybody that's like a over-the-top moviegoer is probably going to have an easier time, whereas a casual guy might not quite, not to insult intelligence, but... Um, but they're only in it for the the booms then. That's it. And that, uh, they're going to yeah, get I that. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, no, but... but not, I don't no, no, I'm that. not trying to yeah. put them down, though, but if they're not going to... If they're... The casual moviegoer yeah. is not interested in plot. Like, I think a lot of people are going to feel like... When I don't think it actually is actually true, I think a lot of people are going to feel like this plot is kind of like all over the place just because there's a lo- there is a lot going on. You can't deny that. I will say this: the opening, yeah, which could have been cut. By the way, they could have cut that whole opening by got fifteen minutes. They could have shed some time there. You don't like that? I didn't mind that. I, I did not mind the title it's coming in that late. I, I, I no, I, I was did. waiting for it. I was I, fine. No, I, I was a little too really? long for me. Ah. Uh, and then the second time, it got worse. Okay. Oh, okay. Like probably because you knew, like exactly. you're like, all right, let's get on with it. But that whole submarine plot, I think a lot of people 
probably well. That's probably going to drive. Yeah, that that's probably. Gonna, oh, another thing. Uh, so, are they Russian or they're English? I, I don't think you need to know. Um, um I think uh, you'll be okay. Are they, Ru- are they Russian <laughs> accent? They switched from Russian to English really quick. All right. So wait. Uh, no, I know. I was, oh. was going to continue. Oh, Jeez, sorry. Bro. I'm sorry. I just there's some points I got to give before okay, we get into sorry, the, you know the best part I'm of the movie. Sorry. You know what? I'm so sorry, no, Grady. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. I was just going to say. Go so ahead. I thought. I thought if that's going to get a knock, it's going to be that. I think. Another knock that people might not like, um, which I think I, I, I mean, I, I noticed it, but it's partially because I knew it was happening. I wonder if you did. Um, you could fill the COVID nineteen production stops in this thing a little bit. Really, you didn't fill that. You could kind of, you could kind of fill where, okay, they had to stop. Tom Cruise powered through, put the production still on. Here we are again because it had like three stops to it. It took a lot to get this movie done. I think you can kind of feel I it. I understand that, but where would you can you give me one example? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um so at the beginning the the whole sequence that you don't like. You know when they're in the room uh, right before the title sequence. They're in the room yeah, just yeah, yeah. doing the, the whole the movie briefing. Here's how the whole movie's yeah. about to go down. Yeah, the way they shot that, you could tell that they're shooting it from different places. Like you, you could definitely tell that. And I didn't see it. Really? I didn't yeah. see it. It seemed like it was all in the same room. The only thing that, like, again, maybe that was on purpose, but the the guy that he was impersonating, yeah. Tom Cruise, the the the, yeah. the guy, he looked like he didn't look human. It was a little, yeah, it was a little. That, but then again, he that, is wearing a mask. Yeah, so. no, no, but the guy that he's supposed to pretend to be, oh, right, didn't look human. Right, right. And right. I'm like, he had Definitely. really big eyes and a really <laughs> his mouth I was, like, was really odd. He looked like those um, MIB fake MIB people. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's what? a good point. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, I know is he like, is the super bad guy or something? And then I realized oh, it was just Tom Cruise. But still, that that I did not pick up on any kind of the production okay. stops. And so, and then the other thing I think that. Uh, some people won't like, and th- we we can go ahead. This will this will kind of tie into this last action sequence. I don't think this is a knock on it, because like honestly, the whole movie's just done so good. And it's like, oh, you almost got there. Was that you could slightly see some computer generation at the end during the train sequence, and it's not a knock. It's just oh it's a more God, no I'm so no sick no. Sorry, it's not a knock. What it is is it's just a we're just we're not there completely yet in terms of technology well we're getting closer but we're not no, there yet you're just being a perfectionist no no because i didn't, first on. of all i didn't see it i'm first of all that's the whole I'll point point it out to you if you want to go watch it again i don't want to I don't oh my to... last point actually i wanted to say one more thing because we're about, we'll get into the train sequence. last point um i felt like you i'm okay with it i keep saying that but it's true i'm trying to make sure like i feel like i don't want to say these things and be like oh you hated the movie that's not the point i'm trying to think of what people are not liking right um, you could fill the filler in this, which is totally fine. It's supposed to do that, but you could easily like feel like, okay, we strung this out a little bit. We're trying to get to the two hour and a half mark, trying to because we have to make another no, movie. I, I think totally people, you think you could fill you that. Okay, I felt that like, again, like I said, the first uh, scene could have been cut. That that's twenty minutes right there. You could have cut off right there. You could have cut off the um, the airport scene was fine, yeah. uh, but then again, you could have cut some things off there. You could have cut off the whole police thing. There was a lot of this movie towards the end where Tom Cruise wasn't even in it. Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But mostly on the train scene. Totally okay. It was okay. It was like, I don't think it was that big of a deal, but I definitely was wondering. I go, where's Tom? Yeah. Like, where's Tom? That was Tom? okay. And again, I, I had nothing wrong with it. Again, 
you can't just have Tom Cruise in every scene. <laughs> well, that's and just true. To, to sell a movie, right? Like I know Tom Cruise is great, but you gotta let everybody else breathe and may be able to make some things happen. All right, so let's get to the uh, the final scene. The Highlight. Scene. This is where this, the yeah. money. This is where the marketing of the movie was here. Right. This is what Again, they've been every, doing. Every Mission Impossible has this. Yeah. The stunt that Tom Cruise is doing is like, what's wrong with it's you? Plastered you over commercials, ads, in posters. Protocol, it was him climbing that tower. Right. Um, Rogue Nation, the plane. Rogue, the, the plane fallout what was, was, what was... What was Ghost Protocol again? The Climbing the, right. the tower. That's right. And then fallout was... Uh, there was multiple ones on that one, but I think they loved the Henry Cavill yeah. punch thing. Oh, Kim climbing the helicopter. Yes, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, in this one, they're on a runaway train, so two parts of this. So we'll set the scene up for you. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it for you anyway. <laughs> in the movie, as you know, they're making an exchange on the train. Well, there's two things that happen. First, the, the bad guys make it a runaway train, and then Gabriel's on top. Well, Tom Cruise has to be on. He couldn't get on the plane, the train initially because the entity would have blocked him. All right. So he has to figure out a different way to go and meet so uh, good. <laughs> uh, Haley Atwell's character on there. So he decides, oh, I'll ride my bike across and I'll just jump during the slowest part of a curve against the train. He's like, cool. But since the train is not a runaway train, it's going faster than it was supposed to, and he missed the train. So uh, he has Simon Pegg's character go, okay, well, can you find me another way? And the only way is up a mountain. And Tom Cruise at first is like, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing this. But he does it. And so this fucking amazing Thing where he just drives the motorcycle right off a cliff. Can I ask you a question before you continue? Yeah. In your screening, I hope someone did it. I don't think they did. But when the that part of the cliff came into focus, did anybody scream? I can't remember. Dang it, that would have been so cool. I heard people like there was there were showings across, like, especially was, in LA, yeah. where like the, the that tip of the mountain came in. Everyone was like, oh, I heard that. No, yeah. I heard, oh, or like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, there not screams. Like, but you know what I mean? Just no, like, no, no, a, no, okay. Like but they did make a reaction. Yeah. People oh, had some so gasp cool. and stuff like, oh, whoa. Uh, what, he flies off this mountain, and all of a sudden he's flying free falling before his parachute takes over. But that's not even the worst part. The parachute then has to get him to the train, right. and he's trying to maneuver him his way. And there's a fun scene in that uh, movie where. Uh, Haley Atwell's character is about to get like shot, yeah. and she's she's done for right here. And he just crashes through and kills that guy. Which is so clever, yeah. Because like then, it's not Ethan, Ethan not like he's. And then when he gets in there, like he doesn't land. He's those, clumsy. He stick the landing. Yeah. And then when he gets in there, you he's not. I'm here to save the day, and no. it's Ethan Hunt. He's, he's like Whoa? he's like Grace. Are I'm you here. cool? Are you okay? <laughs> it was very Pink Panther-ish. It's so good. Jacques, uh, Jacques Rousseau. That was him being a hero without realizing. He has no it. idea what's going on. He's, He's like, oh, okay. And so then we get to the amazing fight sequences that's on the train. That's cool. I love that. But that's not even the best part. The best part is the bad guy jumps off. Ethan is uh, looking for a way to stop the train. But they realize that the bad guys have blown off the bridge. So no matter what, this is a runaway train that they have to get off. And as they're they're trying to escape their deaths, they, each train car is falling over the mountain, one by one, slowly but surely. They're all falling, and each train has like their their. It's like a, a obstacle course. Like level one, they have to right. go through a normal train with furniture. Level two, the kitchen, kitchen. where there's gas and oil and everything falling on them. <laughs> then level three is a chandelier and a p- piano. 
And it's just everyone gets harder and harder. And there's one sequence where they're like, they're jumped up in the air and all the utensils are oh, flying yeah, with they, them. They lose and the then gravity. it jumps right yeah. back down. Like, yeah, it was so. so awesome. And this is how good the scene was, Creighton. And you can elaborate more. Everybody in the theater was quiet. And not quiet because so they were cool. bored. Quiet because they were fucking invested. They were like, what is going Oh, my God. Everybody was on the edge of their seats. See, yeah. And that's the thing. You know they're going to be fine. You know it's a movie. You know they're going to get out of it. But I forgot about that because in that 10-minute sequence, I was invested. See, this is where the- uh, And I know I've said invested a lot, the, but that's the no, point. No, that's true, though. The, that's, this is where the computer graphics kind of come into play. There's a little bit of it you can see. Um, but like I said, no, I'm done. That's all I was gonna say. But that's where it is. And I'm creating. And I don't. I, uh, um, the computer graphics, like you can say uh, right here, that uh, it doesn't look realistic. <laughs> so I have a problem with that. I'm just saying, it's there, and we're it, we're closer, and we're we're getting there to the point where we don't have to spend ten years on a movie to make it look unbelievably amazing. Even though I don't mind that happening, we're just not completely Listen, there yet I'm sorry However, they're not james cameron just, and they have special underwater uh, cameras well i'll tell you what they better get ready because you bet your butt there's going to be an under underwater scene in number two but okay this scene was freaking awesome the minute it started with the train i was like okay here we go this is where we're making our money what can we do here i thought every like what i really liked was i thought it was almost honestly not just this scene but kind of the whole movie um was a little John Wicky, and that's not a bad thing. You could, I think, you could kind of. I, I could, I could feel a little bit of like. I've only seen half of the first one, so. That, oh I, really? Yeah. Have you seen four? I said I've only seen half of the first one. Oh, I think so. The first one. No. Okay, so you haven't seen four. Okay, Obviously. definitely. <laughs> I think you can definitely say like if you watch four that they take some inspiration, which is a good thing because John four is, John Wick four is choreographed unbelievably well. This whole train sequence is freaking unbelievable. And then the minute they start, I was wondering, I was like, okay, what's the peril going to be like? How is like, what is going to happen? Because like early on, Ethan makes sure to let the audience know and through dialogue that it's a runaway train, can't be stopped. I was like, okay, how, like, what are we going to do to get out of this one? Because I didn't see Tom Cruise just being like, oh, we're going to fly out with that parachute kind of thing. Like, so we're going to, we're going to make it a big, huge ordeal. Um, Gabriel, which... I'm curious, should they have done the Fast 6 thing where it shows the bombs on the on the train and then it just cuts the black and the credits go? Should they have done that on the train no, tracks? No, I think they did right. They showed, they showed the bombs well, on the train I, tracks and they should have been like like Dominic Toretto with the dam. Just like Tom's like, and then like. No, no. But they, <laughs> they, they cut to the They credits. did, I think, the perfect job of ending the film. Okay, so here's the thing. You know it's a cliffhanger. You know you have to continue. Yeah. So once the train thing stopped, and I love how Mantis is the savior. Um, yeah. I, I once all that's gone. I love how Tom Cruise like y you know that he has to go. They have to split, right. and that she that's why they kept. And you knew that was coming because they kept mentioning, "Hey, you're gonna meet this guy. Yeah. He's gonna give you the option." Blah blah blah. So the way he left, it made sense. And now he and uh, Benji are on their way to find the the, the submarine. They know there's a submarine. They don't know where. And then I love how they end it because it goes right back to where we saw in the very beginning of the movie. And it, it's the dun, 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 dun. And it's going right into the submarine. And you're like, oh, like, good no, luck. We, we have to wait till part two. Yeah, and again, when you see part two or end of part one, I was like, 
Yeah, you knew it was clapped. coming. Man. I know, but everybody's just like, oh, okay. Oh. And then they start clapping. And <laughs> uh, and then I do love how uh, Kittred's uh, little speech. Good luck. Is like like it's like it's like the beginning speech, like yeah. how he's given the mention the mission. Right. But it's really like, hey, if you if you, any of your people don't do this, we're all fucked. Right. No, it's not right. like, hey, it's a mission. You're gonna be. We're gonna disavow. That's why you. I was curious of why some people that don't like this movie thought the stakes sucked. Like I didn't think the stakes sucked at all. Like I thought it was actually a thought again no. pretty cool. The stakes were high. It's a high level entity yeah, that I thought would it was destroy fun. the I don't entire think they planet. Sucked at all. I thought the stakes were incredibly important and like, you know, the train whole situation going through if the you going through each car. CGI, CGI one more time. I'm no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm done. I'm done with that part. I thought it was brilliant. I thought the piano part was so cool. And it just shows you that these movies from the first one, even the second one's got these like little bits and pieces, not as much as everything else, but man, like they just don't make them like this in other franchises. And I love the dedication to it. And then of course you, you knew the cliff cliffhanger was coming. You just didn't know how it was going to be, but would, would you say that they left it as big as a cliffhanger as like a to be continued for, Across the Spider Verse or Beyond the Spider Verse? Do you think that they left it like that? Because a lot of people hated that, like to be no, continued. I didn't. I thought, think they, I thought it wasn't they, like completely they, resolved, no. but I was like, okay, that's a good stop. No, point. the speech helped it. Right. Okay. The speech was like, okay, okay. we're going to part two. Get ready. Oh, and again, when you hear part two, audiences are smart enough to know. I think with Spider Verse, they didn't hear. There's no part two there. Yeah, I think I think that, some, I'm not gonna so, like blame anybody for not knowing that. Right. Two different titles is a part one and a part two. Exactly. You have to be pretty. And eventually, remember, originally was a part one, part two. So right. They just they and they just them, yeah collectively creatively decided to change them to do two different titles. It sucks so that's because fair. again, like I said, remember the only one that's done it right, like you mentioned before, was Infinity War because Infinity War is such a great film, yeah. and the way they ended it was the snap, and then of course right. the Thanos like. Oh, I've done it. And Complete, then they ended like, yeah, like that left you shook. Oh yeah, like because like you killed everybody. Exactly, and, I, and, and even, you're wondering what, how we're we gonna go from here. The That's only reason you would like the only reason that movie wouldn't have worked for you is if you knew who how all the contracts worked for everybody. If you didn't know that, you would have no idea yeah. who was coming back. Mission Impossible Seven had a lot a lot of hype to live up to, and I think for being the seventh movie. And to be fair, Fast 7 was unbelievable. It was really, really, really good. So it's not the first time we've seen an action movie do amazing on its seventh attempt. Don't look at me funny. You liked Fast 7. I know, but just as funny that you're bringing up Fast. I'm just saying, well, they for some for some forsaken reason, they had a lot of the same set pieces as that as yeah. that as that company. But I mean, guess what? Entity. Mission Impossible did it better. Oh, well, they killed the crap out of them in Rome. Like the Rome sequence was yeah. so good. But I thought that they just you know what? Did You're it right. Really, what? They did have similar endings too. No, yeah. yeah like I, I know it wasn't That's a train. Tell, it was no, a dam, but they had the bombs. And I was like, what if they just like cut the black and just like put the credits J- like what they if did Jason with Mo- Jason Momoa just shows up. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, seriously. I I I love this movie. I thought it was I, I, I walked out and I texted you and said, Man, this is I was, You were hyped. I right? was so hyped. And I thought everybody did you kick like a door open 
I wanted to. I wanted to go skydiving. I really did want to go skydiving. I wanted to. I wanted to pick up a girl and be like, "Hey, <laughs> you pickpocket, you." It was just so nice to see at the end of this movie. It's like, okay, all right. Well, it's like at this point, I don't have to worry about what Tom Cruise is going to do ever again. Both, and even if he makes eighty more of these movies, I think they'll all work because yeah. he's so dedicated to. Well, we not. What I was okay. Go finish. Oh, okay, my last point. Um, we'll actually probably continue what we're saying. Uh. Was that I, I love what Tom Cruise does in the movies because he's so about he's gonna go like I won't be shocked if he goes to space at some point, but he's so about like what is the stunt in real life that I can do that's gonna make people go wow, and he's so dedicated to that. I think that kills. That's so cool. But also he knows the level of what makes it realistic. That's true. It's always, cool. It always comes back grounded at least a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not like uh, again. He, we're not gonna see in the last one. Somehow he grants magical powers. He's like, ha ha. By the way, I'm glad you said that. The minute Tom Cruise started doing shorthand magic up close or up close magic, yeah. I was like, this man, this man knows no boundaries. I was like, this is over. I was this like, game kid, over. Best probably, movie of the year. He probably learned it to teach his <laughs> kids or something. And Well, did you hear the stories about that? He was like, he kept telling them, no, I want to get it right. I want to get it right. I want to get it right. He just, I was like, I was like, this dude is on another playing He's field. He's a perfectionist. <laughs> That's so the one thing. Good. He is a perfectionist. Um, but, you and I both love the film. We both think it is highly uh, um, pra- deserves high praise. Yes. But yes. you know, you and I differ on whether or not it's better than Fallout. Blah blah. blah. That's that's a small right. thing. But we both deserve think it deserves this praise. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because in the end, it's about the box office numbers. Right. And we had to talk about the box office numbers. We got a Friday PM update now. This movie. Well, we're going to talk about the other two films that are going to come out next weekend. It had to do big this weekend because it is coming through a big, big, big bulldozer coming through next weekend. Can I say? So, can I say why real quick? Why it was a Wednesday release? Because it wasn't because of the numbers. I think it was a Wednesday release because they wanted to get the number, uh, the those mini IMAX showing exactly that. Because so I, they, yeah, all their IMAX screens are about to go. Out exactly. The Every they, one they, of them. Exactly. Well, I mean, That's why well, it wasn't to try yeah. to extend the box office numbers. Tom Cruise was upset with Christopher Nolan mm. more so than Greta Gerwig. Actually, he wasn't. Well, no, he wasn't. He, he he, no, was. he wasn't. He was. No, they even he reported was. on this. They said they wanted to, but Christopher Nolan already had this. He got there first. So it's Tom Cruise's fault. Tom Cruise believes he should get them. Okay, but. That's what this was. He's about to lose. So Tom Cruise, listen, I love you, Tom. But when you decide to make movies groundbreaking in IMAX theater film and all that kind of crap, then we'll talk. So but that's why it was a Wednesday release was okay, because yeah. he's about to lose his IMAX screens. Continue. Got it. So we got this. All right. So apparently um, they've been eyeing a big number globally, oh, right? It's yes, all, sir. Okay. Well, they're, the forecast has changed now because of all, how good it's doing. They're hearing a 240 million global start is being forecasted right now. The Flash can suck it. I would love to see the Flash do that. What the the poor Flash is somewhere. I'm sorry. You know what I got done. You know what happened when I got done watching this movie. You know what happened when I got done watching this movie. I go, wow. The Flash actually, that's a pretty crappy movie. Okay. You know what? I don't trust your movie anymore. I don't trust you. I actually, I don't mind the Flash. You're a liar. I don't mind the Flash, but I was like, wow, they missed the mark because this man is about to put them in the dust and probably Indiana Jones. Stupid text that you sent me after (laughs) seeing the Flash. The, the, they saved the franchise. I said it was solid. No, you said it was saved the franchise. I said they got one right, which they they did. But boy, and you went from great. 
Then went to good. Oh, because I started. Why, like, I brought back my at brother it. to debate with it. You're like, no, nah, he's right. He's terrible CGI. No, I told you from the get go, it was terrible no, CGI. You, you went from the movie was great to it movie was. Was, I said it was solid. No, you said I great. Said the movie was solid. Opening night, right after you said it, you said it was great because it is. It's a solid and then you, movie. And then you but the dropped. Fact that- <laughs> at least I just said, hey, it was a great. I said it was a good film. It was a love letter and swan song to the DCEU. <laughs> Goodbye. That's all I said, and you went great to like terrible and like left it in the dust and killed it. But what's so funny about it is that we look at that movie and go, "Oh crap!" Like, are we going to be able to do this thing again? And then Tom Cruise comes on and he goes, "Watch this. This is how you market a movie, and this is how you make money on a movie. Continue with your projections, EA." All right. So right now, that's what they're predicting. Stateside, the five day is seventy six million after what is expected to be a sixteen million dollar Friday, which is huge. And a fifty-two point two million three-day at the at four thousand three hundred twenty-seven theaters. The offshore opening will be one hundred sixty-four million. Anything north of a seventy-eight point eight million five-day domestic is an opening record for the franchise stateside. Currently, that benchmark is owned by the Wednesday through Sunday start of guess what movie? Two thousands Mission Impossible Two. So wow. they haven't they haven't done it since that time from Wednesday to um, uh, through Sunday. They haven't done that in a while. China is eyeing a 27 to 30 million weekend, which is not too shabby for a Hollywood film now. We'll take it. The last Mission Impossible 2018's Fallout posted a 76.1 million in the in China. That was a much different time for Hollywood films. Note Japan, a big mission ma- market, isn't in the opening suite. So that's kind of a thing. So uh, that is your update right now for Tom Cruise's. So do you think this is going to get a billion? I think you have to right now say yeah. Because like, if if so, Fallout got close to eight hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, if this is going to have the best opening, which I would be shocked if it doesn't at this point, the way the numbers are trending, like you just said, yeah. If this ends up having the best opening uh, weekend of any of these sh- movies in this franchise, how could you not say that this is going to gross? It's not going to. I don't think it'll do Maverick numbers. I don't know if it'll do one point five. But how could you not say it's going to just ink right over just a little bit over a billion dollars? Because, I mean, if you're going to have the best opening in franchise history, you only have to get 200 more million dollars to hit that right. billion dollar mark past Fallout. And that, if that's the case, then they're then they're aiming they're like they're they're trending towards that. Their Wednesday was unbelievable for being a Wednesday release. Their Thursday was great. Their Friday's coming in amazing. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Like you said at the end of sunday and then i would like to see kind of like what happens into the week up until wednesday when the Here's barbie screening starts. i think it's going to be a great opening weekend yeah i think so i think that this movie right now there's nothing else but people want to go see and again it's summertime and people love tom cruise they love tom cruise they love mission impossible movies they're going to go see it you know the weekend's coming up all the teens are going to go with their girlfriends uh they're all going to go this what we do today Oh, let's go watch the Mission Impossible. That's how they talk, and um, and they're gonna go watch the films, and they're gonna add to it. So it's gonna be a huge start, maybe a big thing. Here's the problem. Here's the rub. They have until Wednesday, because the blonde bombshell is about to hit, and I have, we haven't mentioned it by name yet. We're not going Don't to do yet. It yet. Not yet. We're gonna get there. But if what we've already talked about is that Nolan has already requested most of his IMAX theaters. 
So if we're thinking a Wednesday start for is that Wednesday uh, or the Thursday? Wednesday, the Wednesday is the start. Barbie screening start Wednesday. Oppenheimer well, okay. doesn't start till Thursday. Okay, so Wednesday, Thursday, and we're not going to really see any IMAX on. Wednesday. I just said the name. Crap, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you ruined it. <laughs> what a great broadcast! God have mercy. Maybe uh, maybe 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 Cat should reconsider. I cannot believe I just did. Maybe Cat should reconsider putting you on. Um, no, just kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. No, but the point being is. Those two big movies, right. they're going to get ready like to go. So they have some extra cushion. Here's my problem. Where they go into it, where we're about to witness two blockbusters go at it for the first time uh, next weekend, The who's the guy that's saying, I'm going to go watch Mission Impossible when these other two movies are out? Now, there is what I'm trying to say that could help is while these two movies are battling out, there is going to be people that get sold out and it's like, okay, well, I do believe let, that'll happen. Let me see Mission Impossible instead and wait until next week to go see those other two I films. I do also believe there's a world. This is actually what Fernando had told me just this morning was that Mike going to get Mission Impossible in first and then I'll do Oppenheimer whenever I, you know, like gonna I have to you, get like, I, like because again. my schedule works. You Got just it. did it again. Backtrack. I'm gonna get Mission Impossible in, and then that other movie. Yeah. Uh, and after that, but I want to get Mission Impossible in first, whenever my schedule allows for it. So that's what Fernando said. That's what he said. And I'm just by like, the that's way, breaking one... news. I want to say this: what? you and Fernando are good friends in the mornings. <laughs> by, by the way, in. Fernando, Fernando, the producer for the Musers, uh, Creighton and uh, Fernando have become Yo. best buddies over the Texas Longhorns. But we have now established that you guys are now movie buddies. He comes in at five this morning after he did his meeting with DJ, and he goes, "Are you a movie guy?" And I said, "Ha." Did you fall in Am love? Am I a movie guy? Did you fall in love? Oh, my God. And he was like, I'm reading. Well, there's a t- for American Prometheus, dot, dot, the name of the movie. Uh, you know, yeah. he's like, I'm reading that. I said, oh, get out of town. We And we started, he was like geeking about it. Did you have to like hide then, your pants because uh, <laughs> of how excited you got? I just couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I was just like, all, I was at me and EA are going to see 70 millimeter on Tuesday, the 25th. Does he know who I am? Yeah. Oh, but I just want to. Uh, no, he does. And so, yeah, no, it, it was. Was he it like was that? That awesome. terrible broadcaster, right? It was. Uh, but no, but um, it was awesome. And I think that, like, I think there's going to be a world like that, and there's also going to be a world like I just said, where it's like my schedule might not allow for me to see most of these movie opening day, but I'm going to try to get Mission Impossible in first, and then I'll go move on to exactly. Oppenheimer. So oh, there, my is God. Some, there is. Some... I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. Continue. Anyway, I'm gonna stop talking about those yeah, movies, dude. You just don't even. You just let's keep going back anyway. to the Mission Impossible box office. Well, we're already done with it now. Wait, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. We might as well end it now because you just you you're so excited to talk about the other one. Anyway, Mission Impossible. I do think it has a chance to get a billion dollars. It has the ability to get the legs, but the problem is the other two films are going to get in its way. So that's why I don't think it will get a billion. So what do we say if it does? What do we say about Tom Cruise in the past three years? He is a like. Doing he, things way higher of a level than his early, because like this is different than Tom Cruise before COVID. This man is making billion dollar movies. Other, other than like Fall, Fall is like eight hundred million dollars, but like this man back to back two massive billion dollar movies that are both sequels. One is the seventh sequel, and he's and, and it's just a part one. It's crazy, and it's a three hour movie. I will say this: and people are going to see it in groves. Oh my god! If it doesn't hit a billion. The next year, yeah, it will. Two will definitely hit part it. two. Yeah. I'm already predicting that movie. Probably if it, movie it, no, no, it has to be as good as like True. really good. If it's like bad, then you know we're. But we'll also assume it'll be good, right? Yes. If it's good, 
that movie will break records because it's a, they're going to hype it. The marketing is going to hype it. He goes, Ethan Hunt's last mission. Will you choose to accept his last mission with him? They're going to do so many cheesy marketing things related to that. I guarantee you they're going to bring back the old Tom Cruise stuff from the back in the day. He's going to come uh, flying down, and he's going to do the – the glasses and the canyon. Oh, he's gonna do all the, the all the hits. There. And you know, like we mentioned this on the last podcast, because I don't think I'd seen it the last time. Right? It hadn't even come out. No, really. no, so I was remember because so, I was cool. Right? You were cool. I'm, so this uh, is actually yeah. one thing we talked about was the with the Top Gun Maverick thing roll over and boost these numbers. And I think it's safe to say at this moment, yeah, yeah, it's doing that. Like people are so jazzed up from Top Gun Maverick, they're like Tom Cruise in a movie. Let's do it. Let's absolutely go. And on 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 top of that, it's uh it's Mission Impossible. So, no nah, man. Um, I think that I. By the way, for it's all the movies in India. Oh, thank God for all the movies that have come out, especially the last two, because you can look at this, Flash, which it's its own like it's it's the first of its kind in terms of the Flash, but it's a it's in that DCEU realm so it's technically like you know it's canon it's it's not a sequel but it's definitely you know we've been with these characters for a while and then indiana jones which is the fifth sequel both struggling especially the flash i and told you why tom though. cruise comes in and just i told you why just puts everybody on notice for a two hour and 45 Brandon, minute movie it's not that hard uh, i don't know why you're like so bewildered because well, it's not it. hard but no. so many people get it wrong no there's but, so many people not doing Crayden, it Crayden, it's so simple okay the flash we already knew that that was a mix of not only ezra miller's problems we, the, a mix of people already kind of thinking that the DCU was supposed to be rebooted. So, anyway. is the Blue Be- is Blue Beetle gonna do? A, I don't trying, know. No, I don't, shut know. Up. I don't no, know what not. Blue Beetle. Listen, I, I saw the trailer. I'm good. I'm out. See, <laughs> I have no interest to see the Blue Beetle. It's just, it's see literally, it's just literally Iron Man as a teenager. It's, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, George Lopez might be the best part about it, <laughs> or the little Easy Vert yeah. need, needle drop. Now, my point being is that, that that's why The Flash suffered. Indiana Jones is because it's not relatable to young people today, and you are, you're coming off the last one, which everyone hated in 08. Yeah. So the fans, the original fans hated. Also, there's this very big backlash against Kathleen Kennedy right now uh, because she is just not only that she ruined Star Wars for people, she's ruined uh, the Indiana Jones franchise. So there are just so many people like, anti those old establishment films but look at the successes this year uh fast x was a huge success even though it didn't really do well like enough to where like you got a billion true it it, it put up a lot of big numbers because why it focused on a story unlike fast nine where they didn't uh you had uh guardians of the galaxy it put up almost 800 million dollars uh, and it was a big hit for Marvel even though Marvel's been struggling lately why because of good storyline spider-verse movie Again, I know it's Spider-Man, but again, a great movie with a great storyline. That's the key. And, of course, the biggest hit of all time, Super Mario Brothers in April, (laughs) over a billion dollars. Why? Because it was actually an entertaining story. They didn't make a stupid video game thing like Resident Evil or House of the Dead where it's just so fucking stupid. Right? Right. They actually cared about the so, storyline. Right. So, if me and you can identify that, how come it's so hard for... Why why are we sitting here talking about... Blue Beetle sucks. Like it looks like it's awful. How come I'm not sitting here being like, "Yo, like that's a cool story." Why am I? Why am I sitting here also talking about like 
how so many things have these plot holes or didn't work or you know why why money. can't we just do that because money talks and okay. people throw their money around and right. stupid people with I money i believe you I, i'm not disputing we that. don't that have money so we question. can't we don't we work here so obviously you and i don't have money um are we about to get into the because if we're i want to finish one last thing before we get into that and into just, the two movies because oh, i just, no, didn't know I was, I was just saying you and i don't have money so we can't i know but like if uh, we did we'd make good movies instead of you know being poor i just want to touch on like the one thing real quick before because i figure we're about to get into the two movie debate right yeah i know because thank god that you haven't said the names again <laughs> who knew yeah who would know what we're talking about oh Jurassic <laughs> so, park this is the it's what i talked to you about yesterday and um this is so interesting to me because i think it's the ongoing question because covid is still it's uh, is it gone i don't know i'm not saying that i mean it's obviously always going to be here but like for most of the part the world has come back the music industry is like back to kind of where they were there i mean like veggies he's dead but you know but we're still sitting here on these movies i think they're still taking the tone we we keep saying this thing are the movies back and i i look at mission impossible i'm starting here i'm starting at mission impossible and i'm looking at movies like killers of the flower moon napoleon uh what else is going to be you know up there for grabs um even even we can even start going into like next year's early slate uh you know if there is one what if there is one that's what i'm nervous about but you know we got we got such a great fall coming up we've had dead reckoning we obviously have the two movies that are coming out next week i is i mean is this is is this the time because and and we are now having movies make a billion dollars or i mean like is this it man are we gonna or are we gonna do a thing after after july where we go back into a thing where like this movie sucked this movie sucked this movie sucked this one's good this movie sucked this movie sucked this or are we finally gonna have like good 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 all right, good, good. Finally, be back uh, Brandon, to that I, time. I want to ask you a question. What? Did you know that? And I, I, again, I've studied movies just as much as you have. You do know that the fall generally, no matter what, is the weakest time of the uh, the movie but theater not, season. More so, more so, not about just like no. generating money, but just good content storytelling. Right, but even good content. I've I, my entire life, maybe it's just as me. I've noticed this trend, okay? My birthday's in April, so back in the day, you know, as a kid, you go to the movies for your birthday sometimes, right? Like, hey. You hear about the dunk on the fall? I'm going to walk out. No, I'm just saying. But okay. listen, the, the the spring and the fall for me, and spring notoriously for me, had terrible movies. Like, I, my birthday came right at the moment where it wasn't summer yet, so they, they just put out a bunch of shit. In the on the on the wall, and it was just always <laughs> shitty movies that I had to go deal what, with for my birthday. What year? Are you it sounds like there's a certain year you're really thinking. I remember of. so many of them. I okay. can't even remember, but I just remember shitty ass movies after shitty ass movie. Um, the fall is the same. I remember date night in high school, uh, going to the thing and like the movie was, or the, no, date night. The, going out on dates. Okay, and stuff. Creighton, I, was, I was gonna I, say people actually like. I actually night. went on dates. Uh, Contra- contrary to popular I was belief. just going to say that people actually like that movie. So. No, no one, nobody liked that yes, movie. Yes, they do. Nobody did. Yes, they so no, they do. Did. Continue with your point. Anyway, so um, anyway, now I lost it. No, August. I'd go to the movies, and they'd be terrible movies. You'd just go make out with your girlfriend there. But Nobody paid attention to those movies because they weren't great. The only time big movies came out in my entire life, there's two seasons. It's the winter and the summer. The winter was you'd have like – 
I remember from my uh, memories, you know, the Lord of the Rings, the Harry Potters of the world, they would always come out in like December and November, and it would be one of those, always those family films or one of those epic films or an Oscar um, nominated movie. It would be big in the wintertime. And then the summertime would be always your blockbusters. And those were the two busiest times of the year for movies. And the other two times, the fall and the spring, is where the movie studios just shit out their uh, their, their movies. It's true. August to October is shit. Okay, it is. That's why we're doing an Oscars cheat sheet for okay, you. Okay, we'll see. I'm telling you, but out to your main question, is the movies back? Are they back? Are the movies back? Are we back to where we were before I think the COVID? So. I think we yeah. are. I think as a society, if we've moved on, we're back. The only thing di- different is that because of what happened with COVID, and we're about to talk about this in our next segment right. about those two movies, there was this thing where streaming was the enemy. And it became a parasite, in my opinion. I agree. And I, agree I, I think one third of the audience that originally, you know, that never liked theaters, but they kind of had to, yeah. they had to deal with it. Now they have found their way, like, I'm not leaving the house. That You'll never find that audience again because that audience was never yours to begin with. They were there because of the times. And they now like the idea they can watch anything at home. And I'll, have you noticed that the theater to streaming has now cut considerably now thank the good lord now i'm against that you don't what that's bad actually for theaters that they've cut oh you mean the, oh it's I thought shorter you, uh, now. yeah you mean that you mean the time from from, from time from I theater to streaming cut the amount of movies they put straight to streaming. no no no, okay. no i mean like from yes. when it goes from theater to streaming i'm actually surprised that they did not Go back to where they were. The fact that they kept that, I was like, that is an interesting decision. Well, I mean, I know why worth, they did no, it. But, but no, I mean, it's better than what it was. And again, yeah. I'm going to get into that. I already have it all set up for our double. Because what is it now? I think um, I think you can put it up as or, the two. Well, weeks have you in, noticed? Right I, within, I think most of them aren't that three early. Weeks. But you can. Do I think three, it's within yeah. three weeks because. So you know what a lot of people do now on YouTube, or YouTubers like to do film reactions, right? Yeah. That's a very popular thing they're doing, and a lot of them I just noticed that they're doing. Um, uh, was the uh, not the Flash, but the other film? They came Indiana out Jones. Indiana Jones. Uh, it's so bad you forgot. No, not Indiana Jones. Fast X. Fast X oh. is already out. Like it was already out like a month ago. They are doing streaming on it. Like that's the the point. Like they're going that quick. All these right. films are going that quick. From it doesn't matter how good or bad they were. They're just going right straight to digital. Remember in the old days when it was VHS and everything like that and DVD. That's a good six months. True. It was a good six months. They would go from the theater to the, was like that. to the dollar theater to uh, all that. And now, good movies that like like Avatar, literally Avatar they was take, a seven month. Yeah. yeah, they they take a long time. This new Avatar, Way of Water, took a while too. Seven months. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing I'm worried about that that could affect it. But I do think that in general, the movie theaters are back. For how long? I don't know. But for now, let's oh enjoy my it. God, I I hope. I, I hope we're like back to that point. Okay, but it is time for the thing that we hinted at, and you I'm sorry. apparently don't know how to hint I'm at so things. I'm sorry. But it's okay. God, you always suck at like station announcements and stuff. Who? You. Me? Yeah, we what? would have like a big station announcement. That's why they don't let me do station announcements. I know, thank God. Um, I would I would have just been like, oh. If Kat, you're listening, don't put them on station <laughs> announcements. Uh, all right, so, all right, it's here. The Blonde Bombshell. Oppenheimer, Barbie, or what I like to call 
Barbenheimer. Oh, I don't act like you came up with that name. I didn't. I <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, as you know, the greatness known as Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan's latest film, and Barbie are set to duel it out this weekend. But before we get into that, why are two movies that are getting so much hype that I, by the way, I've not seen this much hype for a two movies in one weekend in my entire life. Maybe for one movie, maybe you know a move like a bunch of movies throughout the summer spaced apart. But two movies like this that like are on the on, on the same day on the same day, but are you'd polar have to go find opposites. It. One oh, is a family so fun, friendly film with a you know a A list class that like anybody a, can get into. The, yeah, that okay. Uh, Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling with Will Ferrell, cool. And on the other end, uh, on the other end, rated R, a movie about the atomic bomb, a historical piece that is set to change everybody's lives okay. and is going to be doom and gloom and it stars an A-list cast as well. It's just crazy. It's never happened before. I would have killed to have one person in these movies crossover. That would have been freaking hilarious. That would have been that like, would have killed Murphy wasn't Barbie. Too much. All right, so why did we get here? How did we get here? Creighton, I'm going to get you on a little history lesson here and jump in if you have anything to add if I'm forgetting anything, okay? okay? As you know, Christopher Nolan has been a great director, and but for most of his career has been with Warner Brothers. Right. The WB, his first film, uh, major film, was Insomnia in 2002 with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. And since then, he's been with Warner Brothers thick and thin. You know, An industry, uh, they, I mean, yeah, a company. They, they love each other. Right. You know, without that Warner Brothers, you don't get the Dark Knight trilogy. And he and, tells them that, too. Yeah. What? I'm just saying he, like, he like makes it adamant that, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... You, they're all they're on love, but he, things change when Tenet came out. As you know, Tenet was supposed to be his latest blockbuster. It started John David Washington, had Robert Pattinson, and it was about time travel. So the trailers looked amazing. It was about to change our lives. It was so good. It was, it was going to come out July of 2021. We were all set. Unfortunately, COVID happened and shut down the entire world, and nobody knew if they were going to go back to the movies Christopher Nolan, though, is very adamant about the theaters. He is, like we said, like with Mission Impossible and, you know, Tom Cruise, Nolan is just as adamant about going to the theaters. In fact, he makes his films so grand because he wants to give them a reason to go buy that IMAX uh, ticket, to buy that XD ticket. Even though it costs a lot more, he's putting his heart and soul in it, and that's why he wants to push this. He's all about the theater experience. So... He made a deal with Warner Brothers. Okay, fine. I understand there's a pandemic. He went along with it, and they pushed back the release date almost a month. Still, it was too early, even though they were the first film back. It still did decent at the box office for what was going on, but at the time, there were no vaccines yet. There was nothing. People were still pretty damn scared about the virus. I went to that movie in the middle of it all. Yeah, me too. I went yeah. through August, and you know, even went, then. Like, literally on the opening day, like in like. Had to wear like mask, like there was nobody in the theater. And put your mask on, right. take it off to eat the popcorn, put it back on. And situation. I was very scared, like because at that point, the only place I'd been going to was work at ESPN. So the only place I, I really didn't go much anywhere except my cousin's house, my house, or ESPN. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm really, and it was kind of nerve wracking to be in that theater alone and then watching this film. And by the way, I couldn't really hear anything because they didn't fix the sound mix it problems again another problem with any all right so warner brothers didn't make much money off that and then they pissed off nolan a little bit more by 
Christmas, they instituted a new policy, same day release, meaning that no, any movie that came to theaters on that day would also be released on HBO Max the same day, which was a death sentence to any movie at the theaters because right. most people are not going to, sa- first of all, risk going out to the theaters with COVID around when they could watch that at home. Yeah, and so, financially, it doesn't make any sense. $15 for a month of HBO right. or $15 for a one-time show. Exactly. So you're pretty much killing your movie industry right there. Now, Warner Brothers did change it a little bit to the point where they did a 45-day theatrical release before they sent it to HBO Max, and now they've changed it again. I don't think they do that anymore. No. I think it's back to normal now. But that soured the relationship between Warner Brothers and Christopher Nolan to the point where for his next film, the greatness known as Oppenheimer, a true story about how uh, they created the atomic bomb. What's his first name? Do you know off the top of J. Robert Oppenheimer. Oh, good job. It's Robert J. Oppenheimer. Whatever. The one or two got reversed, but I'm, I know history. Wow. Impressed. Impressed. Listen, I'm a, uh, I'm a smart person. Anyway, back to Christopher Nolan. So for his next film... He said, I'm going to go with Universal. And Universal promised them big things, including exclusive rights to no other Universal film can premiere within like two weeks of Oppenheimer. Like he had that control. And they paid him a lot of money too for this. So everything's going good. He set Oppenheimer for the July 21st release date. Well, over there on the Warner Brothers lot, they're like, hey, we got this great new movie coming out. Margot Robbie is going to be in it. She's going to be Barbie. It's going to be a fun family film. They said, let's premiere in the summertime because it's going to get, be a big hit and people are going to love it. And so they're like, okay. Well, they had their first initial date, but they're like, mm, we're going to push it back. And they pushed it back to the same weekend as Oppenheimer. Now, some people think that this is a slap in the face at Christopher Nolan. No one <laughs> seems to think so because sources say that Nolan is – very pissed. In fact, oh, I bet he was. multiple theaters. Oh, it is J. Robert Oppenheimer. Oh, my God. First time I've gotten something wrong on this podcast. Congratulations. Yeah, I know it was, but I just wanted to make you feel right. Um, <laughs> Nolan, appara- apparently mo- multiple movie executives have persuaded the WB to move back Barbie not to have it on the same day. They said, fuck off. We're going to do it. And Nolan is pretty pissed. And so now you have a showdown between two movies that are going to both be hits. In fact, AMC released a number on, a, on their tweet from their A-list uh, subscribers. Is that you? Are you one of that them? That is me. Well, they said that 20,000 of their A-list subscribers have now said that on opening weekend that they're both going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day, which is a long day because that's five hours of film at least. At least. And another hour for previews another hour yeah so like around 45 minutes so. you're in there the entire day if you're gonna do that yeah you're in there for a bit so we have a showdown so creighton i'm gonna ask you straight up now okay. that we we got the stakes down what why the hype is going on um, both films look great on the trailers both films are getting rave reviews already who's gonna win out not which is better what film is better but who's gonna win out in the end you're not going to like my answer. Well, I don't but give a the, fuck. It's, Go it's ahead. It's the answer. It's, it. it's going to be Barbie. It, there's just nothing. I, I told you this months ago. Um, it's going to be Barbie for this, the fact that there's just so many factors that have it as an advantage opposed to. I understand like Oppenheimer, especially for people our age um, and what we're into. It seems like it, it's it's the whole notion of like when you're like a basketball fan, LeBron James feels like the biggest star in the world. But in reality, mm-hmm. if you look back, 
Lionel Messi trumps the crap out of him when it comes to that. But because you're so, or for instance, America uh, thinks soccer is not that popular. It's like, nah, dog, like soccer is the biggest sport in the world by a country mile. It's not even close. Football does not. It's one of those things. Um, for us, like with Oppenheimer, because you're in love with it so much, not you people, in love with it so much and it relates and it's an adult movie, it feels like, okay. And because because of that, you see a lot of news about it and you're like, okay, well, this is definitely trending, but you have to think about the circumstances of what it is compared to Barbie. And because of that, it's, I, I just, I don't see a world quite honestly, I'll give my hot take here in a second, but go ahead. Um, with when it comes, it's got it has to be Barbie. I'll tell you the factors why. EA, the rating for one is going to be a big deal. You can't take it's hard to take, especially in the summer. It's hard to mm. take your kids to an R-rated movie. Exactly, really ever a, a three-hour film. As I say, the runtime is also the second thing. It's a three-hour R-rated movie. The other thing is it's a three-hour R-rated, pretty heavy movie. It's going. It's not going to be happy it's probably gonna be doom and gloom no, especially and that, apparently uh, this is the first time no one was gonna have a sex scene that's gonna be pretty oh yeah the florence Pugh thing yeah. yeah because that's who florence Pugh is she's an amazing actor but you can just guarantee that anytime she's in a movie you know well i'm sold well are you are you yeah go literally go back to any of her movies it's literally that like, black widow well, well that's true well yeah that that's but mcu has a way of doing things yeah. so it's that um i heard that like the last hour of this movie from from reviews were critic reviews is it's really 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 heavy the last like hour which People, i assume i assume is the whole that's the, the whole point right i assume that's when the bomb starts really coming into form you realize like that's the the race really tightens up what's going to happen i assume that's what it is and then so, also i've heard that already from critical reactions yeah. is that the people are left jaw dropped like they're silent it's like yeah and then apparently in the uh the paris premiere that people were debating the film at the end of it, like, well, oh my god, like another, like another a good Christopher thing. Nolan thing. Which, that you're by debating. no means, am I saying because Barbie is going to gross more? Does that mean I think that actually people are going to walk out if you see both of them? I think people will walk out and like Oppenheimer better. I've heard from a lot of different people that Barbie, very, very good movie. The I've heard that the set pieces and the costume design are literally out of this world, like amazing, and. What? Well, you look. The way you, you said it. You, uh, you, what you watch the trailer? You act like I'm not like that. No, like it's just funny statement. how you said it. Well, it's true that, and it's probably going to get nominated. Your eyes for, lit up. Well, it's true. It's probably going to get. Have you? Have you? Do you know how hard people work on on costumes? I get it. Here we go again, man. Do you? Do I need to go through this all? No. You know how hard people work on these movies. So, anyways, I've heard that, but I've also heard that like outside of that, it's a very good movie. But there was some left to be desired. Oppenheimer might have that a little bit, but obviously it feels like that is it. That's not the trend. It's going to be people are going to walk in and be like, "Yo, this is a one of the best, if not the best, Nolan movie that he's created in quite some time." However, all those factors playing in, Barbie is a two-hour runtime. It's got all of that. It's got the actors that people know who Margot is. People, and if you don't know who Margot is, you definitely know who Will Ferrell is, and you definitely know who Ryan Gosling is, and guys like that. And also. It's Barbie. It's yeah. one of the biggest IPs to ever grace the entire world, and, yeah, and I that's can, what it's. That's the biggest mm. thing it's got going against Oppenheimer's got going against it is Oppenheimer's original story. Technically, for Christopher Nolan, it's an adapted screenplay from the book. So I'm going to say this: I agree with everything you say, yeah, because you're pretty much that's. Thanks. It's the same I'm good points. At what I do? It's, no, it's just they're <laughs> obvious. No, but it's the same points you've made 
for months. Remember months ago, yeah. you and me and Jay even argued about this in the studio. We were just like, you know, and I was like, nah, Barbie, we can't let Barbie. Okay, well, it's coming true. And it's, it's so bad. obvious because, first of all, Barbie doesn't need to do what Oppenheimer does. Oppenheimer is mostly on IMAX theaters, yeah. and that's what a lot of people want to go see it on. Remember, no one made a big deal saying, hey, if you can, try to see this in 70 millimeter and IMAX on, on the same day, like right there. A lot of people are adhering to that, so they're going to try to go to that those screenings. I went and looked up tickets, right? If you were to go to an IMAX 70 millimeter film, anywhere one of those, those are sold out. You are can't you find about those. To flex that we got tickets to one. Mm, <laughs> uh, but we did. You and I will be going. <laughs> I mean, I have I have tickets for Thursday night, and I have tickets for Tuesday. You, I, you, me, and our great Jonathan Dodd from Mazbeat will be joining us. Who I will pay. Don't you worry. Just, have, just looking, totally forgot. He's looking for his money. <laughs> so anyways, um, so, so anyway, cool. so you, you, but I've noticed that the normal screenings aren't as sold right. out as normal. That they're not, You look at Barbies, they're all completely shut down by now. The Wednesday pre-party that I would have never thought that completely, completely full for every theater. So we have, uh, do you know who Matt Bologna is? Yes. Who is he? What do you mean? Do you know who he is? Why I named you? him. You, I asked, do you know who I he said, is? I said, yeah. And who is he? Oh, no, we're not doing that. I'm I'm not, gonna, I don't know who he is. I'm not going to answer your question. No, I swear it's not a tricking you. Do no, you know who this no, guy I'm is? Done. No, I'm done. I'm done. Continue. This is not a slight. No, I'm asking no, who I'm not, not going to answer those is. questions. All right. If you, you're being weird now. <laughs> just, All right. He just tweeted this out. Now, this is from an article from Screen Rant where they uh, picked up his tweet. This is from July 10th. Wow. The Barbie tracking has spiked to 93 million for the opening weekend. Oppenheimer is also up, but only to 43 million per NRG. Now, that is doubled of what they expected because originally the projections say it was about 55 to 60, and then eventually they said that the low end 55 at the high end 70 to 80 million was what Barbie was going to make opening weekend. Oppenheimer on opening weekend was going to make 40 million, which is still pretty good for 40 million for what they're doing, but. Now it's risen up to $93 million. So if, if if Barbie makes $93 million on open weekend, that's going to be a huge freaking hit. And Oppenheimer can't beat that. But that's okay because that's not where it's going to happen. But be honest, you want – oh, oh, okay, continue. I didn't know See, that you were going to – What's going to happen okay. is okay. Barbie, while it's going to do successful oh, and all that, in the long run – Stop. Stop. That's not – no. Continue but stop at the same time. Excuse me. Let me talk. No, it's not going to okay. I've actually got this on good authority and did research on this. But okay, you think you're all powerful and all knowledgeable about this. Convince me. Come on, convince okay. me. So here's the thing. Yes, Barbie is going to do well, and they're going to do great opening weekend. Uh, that's that's set. We already know that. But Oppenheimer is going to have the legs to carry itself for the rest of the summer, and here's why. Again, like I just told you, people want to so see this movie – in the biggest way possible. And a lot of the movies and a lot of people I've talked to are saying they're waiting because they can't see it yet because those theaters are already sold out, blah, blah, blah. People are going to go see this on the biggest screen possible, so they're going to wait it out. So, in essence, you're going to have longer legs for Oppenheimer than Barbie. Barbie, I predict, despite it being a great movie, is going to be a big start at the beginning, like a big flash and then it's going to wane out towards the end, while Oppenheimer is going to be a slow burn throughout the rest of the summer. In fact, I think Oppenheimer is going to do well for this weekend and next weekend and most likely start to go down by the third weekend. 
Also, the worldwide numbers are going to be great. So in the end, I think Oppenheimer will do better in the long run than Barbie. Care to disagree? How many kids' movies have we had this year? A lot. Oh, that's a lie. I knew. Guardians I know the, the Ga- answer to the question. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not a kid movie. Yes, it is. Fine. Oh my god, it. that I'll, is a I'll kid fine. movie. Count Let's count it. Kid movie. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Verse, The Flash, Indiana Jones. Five. We'll count it. Super Mario Brothers. It's five. Five. Yeah. Out of the 300 movies that have come out this year. Yeah, but in the summertime, five during the summer uh, Nexus. And if I include Mario Brothers, that was in April. So, yeah. Elemental, by the way. Oh, Elemental, too. Sorry, Elemental, too. Six. Six movies compared to the – I've seen 30 movies this year by myself. That's cool. Okay, so take out – Take that's out you. six of those. But that's you. I'm take, talking about the general public. I'm just saying, take out six of those because I've okay. seen them. Okay. Okay. That leaves 24 movies that I've seen this year that are not kids' movies. There is no kids' movies in the, there. It's simple. Kids don't have movies to go see that often right now. I understand so, that. No, stop. Stop. So I know. So you're trying to tell me that there's not enough families wanting to go see movies that Barbie can't have enough legs for over a month and a half. I never said they're not going to have enough legs. You just said that Oppenheimer is going to be in the long yeah, run. In the long run, you don't think there's enough families out there dying to go to family movies? They see- are, but here, then there you go. That's where you're wrong here. What? what okay. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So didn't you mention that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are coming out? Oh, soon? all right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know that Barbie, one of the you know one of the highest trending movies of the past four years was going to be taken down by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Totally my bad. Didn't know that, that we were going to get to that. Give me a give me a break, man. Listen. No, no, but there's also the Haunted Mansion coming out, Blue Beetle. Listen, the, the kids are getting their, their fair share of movies Oppenheimer's R-rated. You're not going to get any I, kids. I, I'm not, any we kids. don't need the kids. <laughs> okay? Kids we don't need the no little kids. In our theater, trust me. Oh, all right, all right. My Just, point being is Oppenheimer's, the hype is real. I want you to open up the highest grossing movie list, and you stop when you see the first R-rated the movie. hype is real. It is real. I and get it. And I know it. why. And listen, the re- I, I was with you with the whole Barbie and thing, but something's changed. What? What has something's changed? Something's changed. What has changed? I was in that theater. What? Oh, which theater? Mission Impossible, oh, yeah? right? The second time. With, yeah, okay. When How many Oppen- adults were in that theater? Yeah, a few. <laughs> but when the Oppenheimer trailer came out, and then the, the hype, it was already doing the five days, four days. They know. Well, it's, it's not like coming. it's not. I, I understand. It's not going to not gross any money. It's no, gonna that's do what you're good. saying. I'm Oppenheimer you, is going to be a box office flop. Fine, right? No, no, I'm no. not. I think it's going to make upwards of probably four hundred million dollars, five hundred million dollars. I'm telling you right now, it's going to make eight hundred million <laughs> for an R-rated movie. Yeah, that would put it at the highest all time, would it not? I think it would. It's going to break records. And you're okay. So you're going to sit here and tell me that a story based off an atomic bomb. And American Prometheus and Christopher Nolan is going to make more money than Deadpool, an MCU character. Christopher Nolan has changed the game every minute and every time he's has been, he? Yes, he has. Well, if that's the case, then Tenet would have popped off. And Tenet came <laughs> out. I'm you sorry. know why Tenet didn't <laughs> pop off? I was going to say I've, Dunkirk. Let's take Dunkirk. Dunkirk is a and it war did great. Film. Dunkirk did great, yeah. but in it did generate nine hundred million dollars, eight hundred million dollars. Oppenheimer's technically a war film. It's right there. Okay, but it's a summer blockbuster. Dunkirk released in July. Was it? I thought it was November. It, oh, Interstellar came out in November. Interstellar, same thing. Like, but listen, 
I'm telling you right now, it's going to change the game. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the, the, you're, you're acting like this is I'm some not, normal uh, it's, ass. No, it's it's not that. You know this. You, but you, for you, to, you can't you sense it. You cannot deny you that Barbie sense, on, has you a can't, huge, huge advantage going on right now. I did not. I'm not denying. And I'm telling you right now, opening weekend. Why would Barbie's legs listen, fall out from under them? Because Why would that fall out? Because it, listen, like, you're not getting it. A lot of people are going to go see it this weekend. That's what I'm saying. The vast majority of the pump, okay, is this weekend. So why won't people go see Barbie's second weekend? Because they're going to go see Oppenheimer. But people haven't seen. But is there? There's all people the that kids, are not going to see all the kids. The oh, majority. All of the all, kids are just going to happen to go on Thursday and Friday. For majority of them, I think they are. Oh my god! And then they're uh, going to see it, and then they're going to go try to see something else. By while, well, meanwhile. Not only the weekend, but then the Sunday, the Monday, the Tuesday, the Tuesday we're going to, which is already sold out, the Wednesday, the Thursday, the Friday, then back to the next weekend. Oppenheimer is going to have the legs. Okay, I don't know if it's going to hit $800 million. I really No, don't. you said it, bro. Own it. Own no, that. No, I don't Own know. But that. I'm telling you right okay, now. Okay, it would put it at two. It would put it at two because Joker, for some reason, made a billion bucks, which is also it. actually, quite honestly, an anomaly. The fact that that movie, it's it's an amazing movie, but nobody ever thought it would make a billion dollars. It was about the Joker. Huh? And, Joker. and there you go. Yeah. It's a DC character. Exactly. So, my, my, so if it I'm makes $800 million, you, that would officially listen. put it as the second highest R-rated Good. grossing movie of all time. My, that, hold on. Oh, I want to tell you, I want you to have to, you know, because whatever point you're about to make, you need to make sure you're about to defend it when I'm about to give it to you, okay? So Christopher Nolan should just, uh, is going to be done, apparently. No, I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's quick, but whatever point you're about to make, just know that number one is Joker. Number two is Deadpool at 782. Number three is The Matrix. Number four is Deadpool again. Number five is It. Number six is Detective China Town 3, whatever. Logan is number seven, okay? Logan, It, Deadpool 2, The Matrix, Deadpool, and Joker. All major studio sequels or characters already established, not based off of a adaptation of a book of World War II that a lot of people, you know, some probably don't even know what it is. So now continue with your point. With all that being said, that's great that you named a bunch of movies. <laughs> oh my! God. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you're, you you know how to read and you know oh how to say these things. All I'm saying is I'm looking at what I'm feeling. I'm talking about the social media, so, the the hype. I, okay. I I sense the world around it's hyped. me. I'm not saying it's not. And it's different. But no, this is different. I'm feeling a very and then Barbie too. Barbie is feeling different too. But have you noticed that? The fact that people really want to see both these films at the same sure. time on the same day, sure. you don't think so. I that's why I said Barbie is going to get the upper hand. They're going to be the 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 first horse out the gate. They're going to lead the first. Well, let me, yeah, I'm going to use a little Kentucky Derby jargon for I'm you. I'm fine with that. That's going to get you there. Okay, they're going to they're going to lead the first leg of the race, there right? You go, okay, but by the last leg, the turn. Yeah, the turn. Okay, right at the turn. Good old Nolan and Oppenheimer are just going to speed by Barbie, and they're going to take the cake. And I'll I'll say this: I don't know how much it's going to gross, but I guarantee you did say though. I did say eight hundred million. I just threw out a number. You going to own it? No, I'm taking that back. So what number? I don't know about a number. Give I don't me know, a number. No, no, no give me no. a hard no. Give me a hard. Can you, can you wait? Let me finish. Oh, okay. Let me finish. All right. All right? I'm not going to give you a number, but I'll, um, I'm going to guarantee you this: we can make a bet right now. I bet you ten bucks. All right. I was gonna do fifty push-ups. Remember? Okay, fine. Fifty push-ups. My foot. Uh, that's fine. Fifty push-ups. Oppenheimer will make more by the end of his theatrical run than Barbie. No shot. 
Not a chance. There's right. no shot. Can I give you my hot take now? Yeah. Can well, I give you my hot take? What's your hot take? Oppenheimer, stupid. No, no, no. Out of the three movies that are that one just being released, Mission Impossible, the Barbie, and Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer is going to gross less than either. It's going to be the least grossing movie out of all three of those. Wow. I'm not hating on the movie. I'm yeah. so excited. You are, dude. I am so excited. This movie. I have I have kept up with the production of this thing for four and a half years. Really, since he op- like you know released Tenet. But I'm I'm not trying. I'm not going to kid myself here. I understand what's going against it. It's Mission Impossible, which obviously will take a hit, but it's still Mission Impossible. It's Tom Cruise. It's established itself. No, no, no. You know, I, 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 Barbie listen, I, is Mattel. It's one of it's the biggest doll that's ever been created through, in the history I know, of the world. Listen, I get it. You're and, going through your your own mind because that's what's established. And then you have Oppenheimer, which is a great story, no. but it's R rated, and kids aren't kids are not going to the Arlington Library and say like, "Do you have American Prometheus on hand?" What do with that? People are going to go. People are going to buy Walmart to Walmart to buy Barbies. Are they not? Is people buy Barbies all the time? Thank you. I don't know why you just proved my point. I okay. didn't, but that's <laughs> not the point. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now why you are wrong on this because you're <laughs> trying to in your head try. Oh, okay. Well, this is what normally makes sense. Blah blah blah. I get what you're trying to say. So you're just going to say I'm it's saying gonna, this okay. is a different time uh-huh. the, it feels different but okay don't believe me i be, i i think this movie will make 500 million dollars barbie no oh no barbie probably gonna make eight nine it might probably might cross the billion mark it'll definitely make seven it'll definitely make seven oppenheimer will make more than barbie o- oppenheimer if it makes 500 that's a major 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 well, it needs to make more of a 400 to push even i'll oh, see well, stop spending so many. How much? Like, geez, your budgets are so crazy. You can't make any money these days. It's just like, well, that's well. We're putting the I hard. Mean, they come put on, the hard man. work in. Christopher Nolan thinks that you should repay him. The last like true story. What's the last? I'm looking on here. What? See, this the is Passion the, of the Christ that 04 made six twelve. That is that see, the last? That is is a, that the last you, non IP movie? You're so outdated with your your. I'm your, not. No, that's the an outdated. Joker came out two years ago and Deadpool's. Five years were seven Crating, years Crating. old. This is why the movies in your head are going to fail. Okay? You're thinking so outdated. The Oppenheimer is not your normal biopic. It is a normal. No, it it's is not. A, no, stop. It is a normal Christopher Nolan press run. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No. Yes, it is. He did it. He did it for Interstellar. He definitely did it for Interstellar. In- Inception. He killed the crap out of that one on press runs. Yes, he did. What this is you- what he does. Batmans. He did it on those. This is a Christopher Nolan press run. This is what he does for 13 months. And we knew out of 10. you mean 13 months? Time out. That is It has been bullshit. 13 months. It has been 13 months. I saw the freaking trailer at That's North, a normal, which was a year no, ago. About, first of all, you, uh, I, first of all. Oh, oh a, you're just, okay. So, all no, right. No, that's so you're waiting. Time out, time out, time out, time out. You're acting like. No, 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 no. You seem to think that everybody drops trailers a year out from the movie. They do. No, they don't. Are you kidding me? No, they don't. They, Napoleon is one of the biggest movies that's going to come out this year. And he it's no, it's Ridley not. Scott, no, no, no. and he drops the trailer. Ridley Scott five hasn't done out. well in biopics in a while, has he not? All right, let's look it up. You continue to talk. I just did he not? What, what, no, never. Wait, no, never. I'm getting him confused. No, with no, 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 no. I'm no, getting no, confused. No. He with just, he just made Gladiator. I'm getting confused with somebody else. Just kicked the crap out of the Alien franchise the past five years. Like, let's not act like Covenant didn't just pop off like crazy. It did. Those were boring. What? Um, <laughs> No, what I'm trying to say is, first of all, big movie, tentpole movies, 
have always put out their release. By the way, they've only put out one trailer like a year ago, and that was it. And they didn't do anything else. We didn't talk about Oppenheimer until this fucking year. All right? They didn't do anything different in their press run or did anything else. I was talking about Oppenheimer last year. You were. You're different. (laughs) You're weird. You go to the movies every day. I do. I'm talking about the normal people. (laughs) That's true. The normal. Fair. You don't understand that there's a difference with this film. No. It is completely different. I'm seeing way more. You think more people are jazzed about this than... Interstellar Inception. Oh my God, yes! And I, I, trust me. Okay. When this movie came out, when they said it, I was, like, eh? but no, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, huh? I'm in. I know you're. I'm in too. I'm just telling you. You can't go now. I'm telling you. you know what? Oh, you I'm not allowed. Go. No, I'm gonna call Jonathan. Up. I'm telling you straight and up, man. No, I'm afraid you're gonna be disappointed by the numbers. I think the numbers are gonna. No, do it's all, okay. No, I think they're listen, gonna do great. No, I, know, I think the they're numbers gonna do are so gonna good. surprise you. No, I think they're gonna kill not it. opening weekend. But I think when you see that the final grossing is right below six hundred dollars, you're gonna be like crap. You're gonna be coming up to me and apologize me on the next time we do this podcast because I'm gonna tell you right now, by next weekend you will see the difference. Just learn. If not, then I'll gladly do fifty push-ups. I'll gladly do it. When when's the cutoff for when this? I, I don't know. Well, that's the point. I don't know when theatrical things like officially end. Well, let's just let's let's put it towards like whenever they both go. Because if you do digital, that won't count. Because they yeah. go on digital two different times. Let's say. How about we 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 set a date? Man, let's just put it to the yeah, let's put what, what let's give them what what three and a half three and a half months is usually a great like. Okay, so that's usually when movies like you're, how about they're basically done. September, sure. September. S- September first. Is that three months? Right. No, it's one month. Two months. Huh? We're still. We still have July. Have two. No, give it three months. Give it three months. That's fair. Any movie needs three months. We'll to see. Stand. We'll see. Oh, I, okay. See, now you're now you're. Nervous. No, I'm saying like we'll see. What well, I'm really don't want to argue over when our bet's <laughs> going to start or end. We can we can discuss that, but we'll see. Whenever okay. the theatrical run mm-hmm. end, I think I'm going to be right. I also think that next weekend I'm going to be right when it's going to catch up and they're going to take the lead. Just watch. So how come how come movies like the Haunted Mansion and the movies like TMNT are not going to affect Oppenheimer's numbers? All right. What? No, you're saying it's going no, no, to affect no, no, Barbie. On. No, that's a good point. Hold I mean, on. That's what I'm saying. Hold on, one second. Why? Why they're not part of the cinema too? Like what comes out next weekend? What do you Oppenheimer? No, Barbie. no, I mean the weekend after. No, nothing should. I mean, well, do, do you want me to really give you a, an answer? No, the re- any big cobweb, but no, anyway, <laughs> any big after. No, uh, you no. can't because both these movies will plow right through you. Right. You have that's to wait a week. My point. No, but you have to one week. Okay, no, sure. One, one week. week that's and they're going to catch yeah, up. Week. They're going to start catching up. Oh yeah. Okay. Barbie's going to start to slow down, right. and then the next week, going into the third weekend, it's going to trust me, and then. You're underestimating the global appeal of Barbie, of Nolan, of Barbie, Nolan. I just don't want you to get your heart broken, guys. The movie's gonna. I I said it. I you heard me say it. The movie's gonna be better than Barbie. I full heartedly believe that. I'm just telling you, man, that it's hard to take on a all time massive IP. It is. You said that. You you know what? It's okay. You don't want to believe. What do I, what, what, what? I don't want, oh, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I would love if Oppenheimer, like if Oppenheimer, if a story like that made over a billion dollars, holy crap, the movies are back. 
I just don't think it's going to happen. I believe the movies are back. I, I told I'm just you telling you, back. like, back, back, back. Oppenheimer's going to make it back. I'm telling you, there's two people who are going to do it. Tom Cruise and Christopher Nolan. <laughs> they need a team up Greta Gerwig doesn't do it. Yes, it, Greta Gerwig, by the way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know what the pitch was that Margot made? Uh. She was like, <laughs> she made she made a pitch about, like, if you put a great st- idea IP basically with the great at with the great director, the amount of money you can make, you know, mm. and she was saying things like dinosaurs and Spielberg and space exploration and Lucas or stuff like that. Uh, like that's all you need. Barbie doll, Barbie doll and Greta Gerwig. Like that's all, that's all, that's all you need. That's going to make a ton of money because it's those two attached to it. And you have arguably the biggest female actress in the entire world. Listen, just watch. Christopher Nolan will knock it out of the park. I think he will. I just don't think it's going to gross you're like gonna, You're going to cry when this film, when you find this. But you're not going to go with us anyway, so it doesn't matter. I've already canceled your ticket. Oh, you took my ticket away? Yeah, you're not going. Uh, do you have any other tickets? Are you wait, uh, just relying on this Tuesday ticket? No, no, I got other tickets. No, okay, I was going to wait till Tuesday to see this movie? I'm just saying, like, you I better you, you better because um, you're not going with us on Tuesday now. We don't need a fucking hater in there. <laughs> I'm not you hating. Bar- you can go watch Barbie again. I'm not By the hating. way, it's funny though. Like again, we can we're gonna we can debate all this one. I really feel strongly about this that I think Oppenheimer won. I could be hundred and dead set wrong right now, and I usually am wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. Okay, actually, I'm not. I'm in- <laughs> very intelligent. I know what I'm talking about, especially with sports. God, I could kick your ass in sports. <laughs> um, but my my point being is this: I could be wrong. But another thing about this is that I am not that excited for Barbie. I'm going to go see, see it. See, that's what I'm talking no, about. No, 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 no. I'm going to go see it. It doesn't appeal to you, so it doesn't no, feel like it's going to make no, money. No. Look at the Look at no, it. No, I understand what you're trying to say. Hot girl becomes Barbie. It's not hot it's, guy it's becomes Margot Robbie and, hot and guy, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, hot. It's not just two random yeah. hot people. There's two hot people that are playing very famous IP characters. So no wonder you think it's going to go through the stratosphere. I get it. I get it. And yes, initially, yes, it's going to happen. I'm just betting on the legs of Oppenheimer. I could be wrong. So we'll see. Um, which movie are you going to see first? Well, I would. <laughs> I think it's. I think I have to see Oppenheimer first because I can't get into the Barbie Wednesday screening. Uh, it's sold out. And so, oh, I thought you meant like it's like a pedophile thing. Like, whoa, what did you do? This was, it just sounded weird. Like, oh, I can't get in. No, I just too like, I'm restricted. I was like, what did you do, Creighton? No, no, I just can't. I, I thought I would be able. Like, I thought I would be able to get like a single C. Oh, I okay. couldn't get one. Well, it sucks. I for didn't you. think. I didn't know if anybody was gonna go because it's always a hit or miss on the pre-party things. Like, or that's what this one's called. It's a, like the Wednesday ones. You never know because so it's well, like smacked down. Wouldn't you week. feel weird that you were like the only guy there? And I, like, well, you. I, I promise you, you won't be because there's gonna be tons of movie critics that have to go see this movie over the course of the next four days. Okay, well, there, there's anyway, gonna be a time. So you're gonna. When, when's your ticket for Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer's gonna have to be Thursday. Thursday, what time? Well, I work, so it's gotta be in the middle of the afternoon. It's well, the you, thing that sucks. Oh, oh, you know what sucks? Oh, what? so you're not. Oh, you see what I'm saying? So you gotta be not, here at no, ten. But here's the problem: what? you're not gonna get to see it in seventy millimeter IMAX. No, I will. Not uh, on Thursday. Oh, you guys, you cancel my ticket? No, on Thursday. Uh, no, not on Thursday. No, but on Thursday, I'm 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 going to see it in Dolby. I want to see what it's like in Dolby. <laughs> what? I am gonna see it on. You're, you're crapping all over the Dolby Theater as if you spend your day in there, like as if you've ever been in there. Have you ever been in there? Um, 
Christopher Nolan told me <laughs> oh, to watch. Yeah, but I want to go are see what it's see like it? in the Dolby, and then we're going it? on Tuesday so I can see what it's like there. Well, I'm beating you to it. I'm actually I'm... seeing it on Saturday, too. Thursday, Saturday, and then our screening. So, Again, we'll see if you get the And then uh, Barbie will have to be, if I can get in, see, in a perfect world, because I'm seeing on Saturday, I plan on seeing both again back to back. That one I plan on seeing Barbie, then Oppenheimer. But for the sake of seeing both of the movies before the podcast, even because you will not, because you refuse to watch Barbie for some no, reason. No, I, I said I was going to watch. Well, here's the thing. I was I kept joking, joking that I was going to see it on discount day, which <laughs> is Tuesday, but we're going to go see Oppenheimer on Tuesday. So Discount day. That's yeah. funny. Uh, the one movie you swore you would never. Anyways, so it'll have to be Oppenheimer Thursday and Barbie Friday unless I can find uh, an early enough Barbie screening on Thursday to get them both in. But I doubt I can because Oppenheimer's killing me because it's three hours and I got to be, I can't see a screening past 530 so that's, so that's the thing so i kind of it's killing me yeah. so, well yeah um we're both excited for the film i think both films honestly those are going to be realistic i think both films will do well and i do think both films will do films will do well financially the only hope i have for christopher nolan is that i hope he does make a little more money is because again this is a very expensive film and it's a lot of hype christopher nolan the thing is i don't want this to discourage people from hiring Nolan to make more films. I want him to continue to do this, and that's my thing. I also think Barbie's going to be great. I think uh, you can't go wrong with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. You just two can't. random hot people, according to you. They are. They're two hot people, they're but they're random. incredible actors, and that they're going to they're gonna just help. My only worry is that the script's going to be bland, and I feel that's the problem. I feel it's going to be a I'm very— I'm just excited to see the costumes and the set pieces. If the story's not good, then that's then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I could see why it wouldn't be. That's but what I'm saying. The I Greta think that, Gerwig has a great track record. Like, Lady Bird is an awesome screen. That's part. fine, but, you know, when you get into the world of IP and— the, True. You, this, is you, the, this, and this is the first hurdle for Greta. Like, like, Christopher's already there. He did Batman. He's done that hurdle. Greta, no. this is Greta's first go. Uh I'll bring you a good example. You know, Patty Jenkins came. She was a great director, oh, and then man. she got got into Wonder Woman. And she killed it. But right. you know, again, it depends. When you get with these big iconic names, you have to make sure that you have the control on the story. Well, if you don't, it will get away from you. You don't want to be like Joel Schumacher and turn into a toy commercial. <laughs> no, true. and he's a great director. I mean, let's just be honest. Joel Schumacher is a great director, but yeah. he'll always be known for that <laughs> that terrible whatever that was. Yeah. So, um. It's a win for the fans, nonetheless. All right, so we're not going to do Flashpoint. Dang we, it. Yeah. It's just you wasted your time with those <laughs> listing of Wikipedia. Listing I love a list. Yeah, man. and I love that a list. killed it. You should have just not. We would have done Flashpoint. We need, we're gonna have to, in the fall, we're going to have to start doing, like, what did Creighton see this week? Because you're not going to carry the torch. No, we'll, we'll have to do that. Because <laughs> I'll be seeing movies am, every other day. You, by the way, just to pull back the curtain, he was texting me last night about, oh, in the fall, we got to see this movie. And I did not know any of the films Oh he my mentioned. god! Like the fact that you didn't know what Maestro was. Maestro was like. Then you try like, to. Then you try to. You know, check me on it as if I didn't know what it was. You didn't know. I guarantee you don't know. I'm all, you know, I've only been doing music for literally twenty four years of my life. Yeah, like you knew who what West Side Story was and all that. Huh? Like you knew. Like you knew. You had to be living under a rock. Yeah. Okay. No kidding. Okay, so you're a music guy. I'm sorry I misjudged you. Yeah. Thank you. I've yeah. only you know only did all that crap in literally every grade of school since i started grade school well, anyway good for you i'm so proud like, of you like listen i'm gonna come in here man I, like i said i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you an oscars cheat sheet so you can follow along and maybe some of the movies will actually interest you who knows but you got zone of interest 
Past lives is going to be up there. There's a chance that they're saying that. You mean past people? <laughs> shut up. That Spider-Man might actually end up getting the best picture nom. There's a lot of reasons why I'm thinking. Being and again, I'm Oppenheimer's sorry. obviously going to get a best picture nom because um, Christopher Nolan always. And I also does. think that you're going to get a best actor award for Killian Murphy. Most likely. Um, the notion right now is that Robert Downey Jr. will win. That's what for they're saying. Oppenheimer. Yes, that's where we're at right now. I. Okay, can I ask you a question? What? From what I'm gathering, though, I don't think he's in the film that much. So that I'm, I, this is actually this is not this is that that I'm glad I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. So this is interesting. Um, real quick, I'll try. I'm gonna make it quick. I swear. Um, that's true. Completely valid. I I see why you would say that. However, there have been plenty of past performances with the Oscars that you have seen where this does not matter. Um, for instance, the biggest one, Anne Hathaway, in Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Screen time of probably five minutes. She won. Wow. Because okay. of one song. She sang one like that's how good it was. So okay. you can do it. It's not easy. But, but I'm, you can. I'm thinking that Killian Murphy is gonna get it because uh, from what I'm hearing, everybody's just been praising him. But like he'll the, get a nomination. No, but 100%. I think I think the yeah. storyline of this, like by the way, if you could check my Twitter, you saw it. Like I'm watching all the Nolan films right now yeah. in order. You are and, yeah, I'm watching Batman. Did you Begins. watch Memento? No, I, I didn't. Okay. I mean, where'd I, you start? I started. Oh, right now I'm starting with Batman Begins. Got Because uh, I can't find Insomnia on any streaming. Those, things. yeah, that's hard to find. Yeah, so I just start with Batman Begins right now. But um, hopefully I'll find the other ones. But there was a scene that shows Killian Murphy as Scarecrow, and yeah. I'm like, oh look, it's Oppenheimer. Oh, but God. the funny thing is, he's been a supporting cast member in a lot of Nolan films. Killed he's never been. He's never been the lead guy, and so the fact of the matter, he's finding the lead guy, and this might be. Christopher Nolan's best film yet, and they're gonna use him as the, yeah. the lead guy. So we'll see. Which, anyway, I'm uh, excited to see people. This is Killian's. This is a point for Killian. I'm excited to see people finally see how good of an actor he is because he is. He doesn't get a lot of shine, but like just watch him in movies where he is the lead actor. The dude yeah. is unbelievably talented. He's and so Peaky good. Blinders. He's oh, kills he kills it. it in that. Like he's so good. Like people don't realize it because most of the times he's in a mainstream movie, he's the backdrop of it. But man. That dude can act his butt off, and yes, so, he can. Yeah, there's, there's, man, there's. Get ready, fall's gonna be crazy. We're gonna have to. I'm going to see Joyride tomorrow for what it's worth. At the time of this podcast, probably would have already seen it. So, see, I see everything. I see Good. everything. Yes, you do. I see, yes, the only you thing, do. yeah, I mean, I can't think of one I but haven't. Then seen. you have an AMC A list card that you know. You got. I, I will. I will advocate. You got to get it, man. Well, if, if I don't have. Can, well, I mean, <laughs> if I have an AMC theater you know by my I house, spent, so we'll like, see. I've saved on it. Oh my god! All right, so we got to wrap things up again. Uh, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Barbenheimer, whatever you want to call it, the big showdown. We might have a special guest next week. We are still in debate. I'm not going to reveal who it is. Uh, there's still speculation when we're going to record the podcast because there's a lot of things going on. So keep in mind, we might even do one next week. That what? Is, yeah, we might because of the schedule. And so, if we want to get everything in. There's going to be a specific day I'm going to tell you. You don't okay? have to worry about me getting in the movies. I'll get no, the movies no, in. no, like when we do the podcast. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of moving parts tomorrow, next week, so we'll see. But right now, when we come back, we have – and then, of course, I'm going to Miami after that. So there is going to be a lot of moving parts in the next couple of weeks. But keep in touch. Spread the word about the podcast. We love it when you do that. Make this big. I want to see – still, I, I looked at some of the episode numbers – uh, we're we we're doing well. Most of all the episodes do the same, but we're still not beating. We're still not beating Snorneck. <laughs> oh, the first. 
Yeah, that one kind of popped that, off. That one popped off. So let's beat Snornack with this one. All right, share it, people, with all your friends. Creighton Branch at Creighton Branch. You can follow me at EA Sports DFW. For Creighton, I'm EA. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>